The Weird Science DC Comics podcast is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts, obviously. But did you know that you could get early access as well as exclusive shows like our weekly badass Patreon-only Spotlight podcast by going to patreon.com slash weird science and subscribing to whatever level is right for you. Your support not only helps out the show, but gets you a bunch of podcasts in return. So go to patreon.com slash weird science. And thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Better fasten up is going to be a bumpy ride. Yo, this total referee, you know what I mean? And I'm about to bring y'all some history. We got the best of both worlds. And I got the Get Fresh crew. Poop, poop. Hey, baby, wake up from your sleep. We have arrived onto the future, and the whole world is become. Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the podcaster of Zora and Ah, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, episode number 441. 441 it is, and we have a bunch of books, not quite a plethora, Eric, but some bangers for us this week. But before we get into that, let me remind everybody, go over to the Twitters at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and read reviews of the books that come out each week from DC Comics. And then go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you can get a bunch of extra exclusive Patreon-only podcasts, including our Badass Picks of the Week Spotlight, which this past week, Eric, they were bangers as well. We ended up having two number ones, sort of Azrael number one that I already said on the TGIF. We were surprised at how much we liked it. I was surprised how much you liked it. You're not an Azrael fan, but in the book... Jean Paul, he's not an Azrael fan either. So you were, you were, had common ground. I'm not a Jean Paul Belly fan either, though. Oh, JPV, I like to call him when I'm you out like to call and him about. <laughs> yeah, I know, or his brother. Uh, yeah, with all of that going on, though, if you do want to listen to that, as I said, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. And there's a bunch of things, including being able to pick. If you go up to the badass level of the Get Fresh crew, you end up getting to pick even the stuff that we do each and every week and a bunch of other shows with that. But this week, we also had a TGIF. Thank God it's Friday episode. If you haven't listened to that, what are you doing? Go and listen to it right now. And we talked about three books. I'm not going to say they were bangers, but we had Multiversity Teen Justice number three, which kind of you know, warped our mind a little. We were trying to figure out why they were going, doing some of the things that they were doing. Harley Quinn number 18, which starts off that weekly, very weekly, Eric, that whole weekly deal with Harley in space. And Poison Ivy number three, a book that you have really been enjoying a little more than I have. And this was a little bit of a kind of treading water issue, but we still had fun talking about Ivy and her cross-country trek to kill everyone, including herself. But before we get into these big bangers, of course, we already mentioned the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh -uh. And here is their 
Roll call. Eric, roll call time. Yeah, let's go, Eric. You fired up. I'm a little tired right here. And now I'm looking and can't find the patrons. Here we are. Jeffrey Greek, Stephen Batdad Mitchell. I thought I was doing really good. And it always trips me up then. The Annihilator, Ted Pro. You know, the beginning. I love punchline. Stork. Michael S. Forrest, Polly, Cam, Matt, Razor, Demon 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy, Red, Matches Alone, Niels T. Ward, David Fink, Joey Bertasco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, that's 242 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocke. I'm going to be doing an indie podcast with him tomorrow. Cellar Dweller. I just hang with him sometimes. Mark Jager, Algen Stosia, Nick Adams, Ruben. Carlos, Noah Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis. We'll hear from Luis in a little bit during the mail section. Question of the week. Manship, Andrew in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh from Million, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, that's Brandon. He's getting a free copy of Madden with his Buffalo Bills season tickets and double A run up in Minnesota. Boom, boom, doxing his ass. And yeah, all-time great Reggie. This is going well, Eric. I, I don't tired, know what's folks. happening here. I am tired. I am so tired, Eric. Had my wife flew in from Cleveland. Here we go, though. We're not going to waste any more time. Yeah, we have a bunch of big books for the podcast here. It just ends up that we have some of the bigger ones that DC are putting out all in this one week. Some things we're enjoying, some things we're not, but. We'll see how all that plays out, Eric. We'll see. I don't want to spoil things this quickly in the podcast, you don't know. even though we're a spoilerific podcast. <sighs> we also have some mail coming up. As I said, Luis is one of them, but we have a couple mails going as well. But we're going to stop all this beginning nonsense and get right to it. Laser focus, Eric. Here we go to the books. And it is time for all of our reviews, me and Eric's reviews here. And if you want to read uh, written reviews, remember to go over to our website. That is weirdsciencedccomics.com. And you can get all them their good readings down there. Well, I guess, I mean, we laugh about that, but I guess people are still reading the comics. So I guess maybe that'll be enough for them. That's enough reading for, for most folk. But we have a, a section of books there that might be the biggest we've ever had. I mean, it legitimately is. And I'm not saying length or girth, Eric. Uh, maybe I am. Really? But we end up having two books that are really big, obviously, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths or whatever they're going to call it yet. Did they end up changing 
that yet on the cover of the print, or is that number four? I thought I'm not they were sure. changing it. I know some uh, things I saw, though, that were still just Dark Crisis number three, but I was under the impression that print would be Dark Crisis. Well, that's what I, I was wondering. That's why I was asking, because we only go with the digital, but I wonder if it's just going to be uh, issue number four that it changes. It's supposed to be a big thing that happens in four that ends up being the reason why they change this uh, issue that we have this week. Well, I really do like it, and I still like it. Me and you are, I seem to think, the most positive, it seems, of this dark crisis. You didn't get too much of a change yet. But with all that, we also have one of our favorites as well, the Flashpoint Beyond book, and then wedged in between a little bit the Batmans. But as we said, the first book here, of course, there. Merry Crisis. Merry Crisis, because we are uh, starting off with what? Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number three, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Daniel Sampier, Daniel Henriquez, Danny Mickey, Alejandro Sanchez, and Tom Napolitano. And this issue really just kicked things off to make this actually feel like a, a crisis, or an event situation. Because before, it always just felt like kind of meandering. If something has happened, nobody's really taken it seriously, and things are happening in the background, but it never really felt like something that like all the heroes need to get together and deal with this shit, even though you and I and everybody else who's been reading it know that the the Great Darkness and Pariah have an army of the biggest, baddest supervillains there's ever been that make up the body of the Dark Crisis. And everybody needs to shit themselves when they find out about this. And it seems like this issue is when we finally get to the point where everybody is finally shitting themselves. Yeah, it's like the body of crisis, Eric. It's not. And so when you end up going through it, you do end up having that deal where everybody who is, you know, reading it or not reading it is, oh, it's not big. Oh, it's just metal again, whatever. And then we really were upset because in the book, People are like, eh, it doesn't matter. Though Black Adam was screaming and yelling, oh, it does. This is bad, really bad. Ooh, ooh. And finally, it does seem as he a big dog. I when, when he ends up, he keeps wanting to bring this up because I think he wants to remind people he's the big dog. But finally, it does seem as if like, Maybe it's the time that's gone. They're like, yep, I don't think they're coming back. We better start worrying now. And you do end up seeing that people are thinking it's the end of days. And maybe the idea that Deathstroke and his little army attacked Titan's Tower and ends up the Justice League wasn't there. They did not show up. Like Everybody must have thought, well, here they come. They're going to come now, right? They're just hiding. They're trying to punk us. Oh, they didn't come. Oh, we're screwed. We're really screwed. I'm talking about the people themselves. The heroes just... They ended up not really like too nonchalant about things. And in this one, oh, they finally. Yeah. And then in this one, they finally get on board with the idea. Not only that, but young just like people are missing. Oh, my God. You end up with, you know, young justice. They're missing. Things are happening. Harley's in space there. It does tie in to a bunch of things in this. But that little panel of Harley and Killer Frost in space. I'm like, oh, there they are floating in the spaces. But that's yeah, a weird so, idea, though, because we have some real shit that's going on here. I'm going to take some time, though. Like, you know, Joshua Williamson wants to uh, introduce his new character, Red Canary, who might be like a Cynthia Lance, like, re, like brought back into the main continuity, the character previously known as Sin that, you know, Black Canary trained and, like, worked with. But now we have this whole, like, idea, like, people are scared. It isn't just the Titans were attacked. Is it the Just League didn't show up? And you have this whole thing where you see what's going on in the world. Like, oh, my God, so... Count Vertigo and Prometheus are about to kill sideways. I'm like, I don't care where you could slide to. Your ass is dead sideways. Yeah, really sideways shows up. It's pretty this funny. Stuff going on, you're like, all right, here we are. We're going to introduce this like red canary. She's going to be crying in bed, but then she's going to put on a domino mask, but you're still not going to see who it is. And I'm like, that's not a great one. And right next to that, you have Brat Girl crying in her hands as her parents console her, even though in the Teen Titans Academy it was established she was an orphan. 
Yeah, she was an orphan. That is weird. Also, the, she's the crying. The backpack got together at an orphanage. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would you would expect that she's crying because of Chupacabra. Uh, luckily, somebody remembers because when they're there, it's like, oh my god, Beast Boy, he's in big trouble. Oh Ooh, my Greg god, all that. Gorilla City, here I come. What about Chupacabra? Ah, screw him. But yeah, I I got the idea that the Red Canary is just going to be Leanne the way that they spelled it out. But I yeah, I don't sure. know. Because Only because, the like, like, the you see her there, and then out of nowhere, Roy just comes, and they do, you know, pretty much the Predator hand class with him and Jason. Well, we'll even then, the idea where, like, did yeah. we have Jason Todd and Roy I Harper? I didn't think like, they did. And all of a sudden, like, hey, brother, I, I didn't forget about Leanne. We'll still find her. But the last time we saw Leanne Harper, like, she was still doing the Cheshire Cat, like, persona. And, like, still not, know, not knowing that her In mom's the Cheshire, Woman so book. it's weird. Exactly. But she was Cheshire Cat or Shoes. But now, like, I think that the whole Red Canary is going to go back to the previous Black Canary series, so, like, you know, pre-Flashpoint, and make it to the character Sin. Yeah, I just, I'm, my bets are that it's Leanne, even though I don't remember what color hair she has, because that's black. really black there, and, you know, so when you end up doing that, I thought, like her mom. I thought that that was the only reason that you would bring up the name and throw it out there. And have Jason and Roy seemingly like they've been hanging and they thing, have. Yeah. Like the Jason Todd and Roy Harper, who have established over the last decade, the bestest buds in the whole yeah, wide world. He died and we haven't seen him since. Yo, what's up, brother? Don't worry. I didn't forget. Okay, let's go do some other stuff. Maybe. Let's do some stuff. Now, like, when, when you have those guys, characters, though, I don't mind it as much. Like if they would end up where if you ended up having Jason like really upset. And I'm talking about the Just League being dead, Batman being dead, whatnot. And if you're in the room with Roy and you're like, oh, my God, like that play, I wouldn't have mind it. But everybody just throwing. But if you say to Roy, like, can't believe it, Batman's dead. He's like, I, I was just dead like a week ago. I'm bad. We'll, they'll come back. Whatever. But it's with so all funny of that, to think about what's going on here, because with Garfield Logan being in the hospital, Nightwing not leaving his side after getting shot in the head by Deathstroke. We have all of these tight nest kind of characters waiting in the hospital for a some kind of news or just Nightwing to break and finally leave Gar's side. But when you have all this going on, it's like, all right, here's Jason Todd and Roy Harper. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I like to know that they're being involved in something, even though they usually are the outsiders of the group, even though Roy's been brought in a little bit more with Teen Titans Academy. But what is going on currently with Task Force Z in this timeline? Jason <laughs> Todd's know. wearing his Task Force Z costume. Yeah, he's like with, with a Z on the side of his shoulder pauldron. So I'm like, what, what are you doing right now? Did you ask Two-Face for a weekend off where you're doing and the last response? Here's the deal going on here. Again, you end up having Joshua Williamson. He wants to make this feel like a crisis. He wants to make it feel big. So Everything's that's why, put on hold. Crisis time, everybody. That, that's why you have going like, on. sideways. Like, that is sideways the craziest thing. Die. Right? That is so crazy to have that. But Count Vertigo and Prometheus on a little sideways ass. I'm like, he's not living through this. Yeah, there's some big troubles there. Uh, even though maybe that was the setup to get Count Vertigo. I don't know. But you end up where all this and later down the line, nobody's going to remember, uh, you know, the whole deal of having parents or being an orphan. And thing. But still, with it's Brackle? weird that, yeah, with Brackle, it The weird part, though, is, is that you're trying to play this big and it is kind of a little wonky with everything. But remember, this is after the furthest point you get. it, So you can always play with that. So I think that and, Jason and just... And the furthest point in time before the Justice League died, Brackerel was adopted, even though she was at Teen Titans Academy and she had a family. And then she was crying and her adoptive family was really supportive well, about it. she's crying because... <laughs> It, she's crying at Stranger Danger. She doesn't know who the hell these two oh, are. God, she's like, me. leave me alone. She's actually not crying. She's sobbing. Please, somebody save me. I don't know who these people are. Plus, the guy has an outfit that looks like Psy. 
the the K-pop guy, the Gundam style. That's who he looks oh. like there. So, so you yeah, end up. I have no idea what you're talking about. He has a really good song no, out sorry, now. Sorry, the K-pop guy. He has a really good song out right now with Sugar, Erica. You would like it. But with all of that. These are just words. I love the idea that Nightwing's there and he's like, I will not leave Gar's side. In the meantime, where's Chupacabra? Is he like a, a room over? No, no, no. He's fine. What I happened don't know, to man. him? I we don't even it. know. That's why the, I think that you end up having record. Well, she's crying because the worst of that. part is, like, if you want to say that, you know, Beast Boy's alive, obviously you don't want to kill off one of your classic characters like this from the 80s and stuff. And it, like a fan favorite, but Chupacabra. It seemed like even the finale of Teen Titans Academy, it's almost like Tim Sheridan was writing, like, you know, we got to up the ante for Chupacabra because I heard some shit down the line. We got to make it so he can't get killed. He's got wings now, everybody. He's evolved as a person and as a kid. He is growing up. So the idea is like, and Chupacabra, yeah, he's fine. We can't kill him, but we're also not going to show him ever again. That's the weird play is you end up getting wings. He's got wings, sir. Chupacabra gets wings. He's Very odd. He's hanging out with George Perez. And then also, though, you don't go with the thing that we really wanted from that was the side beast. And that would have explained it all. Again, I, I didn't really want that, but I can understand the, 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 the idea behind it. I didn't mind it, but it could have saved them and made more sense. But here you I go. Agree. And I think that what they do where Gar is having problems and what they're doing is and you see the lineup out there. They're like, OK, Donna Troy, you come in. She comes in. She's waltzing in like, Gar, what do you think? She looks very nice. Oh, he's not bright. He's not saying really horn dog over the top horny things. He's not right, people, because they say something's wrong with him. He's not quite right. We hope that he's going to recover. We'll see. We'll see how it is. It's one of those things of do you really think that something really bad's going to happen to Beast Boy? You would think that things well, would end up okay might be by a whole the end. Because, like you know, during the Teen Titans Academy phase, we changed his name back to Changeling. Uh, we need to evolve the character because. Half the time we see him, he still was depicted as like a 16-year-old kid, even though he is a titan. Not a teen titan anymore. He is a titan. He should be grown up. So the idea that you do something with him that this fundamentally changes the character for a new evolution to go forward for a new status quo, I can agree. I, I think we actually need that because, like, you know, during the narration, Mr. Terrific said Garfield will live. There is something wrong. They think the trauma from the attack did more than damage, uh, did more damage than the bullet did. So you have this whole thing. Are we going to evolve this where he becomes more than just a beast boy? Can he become a shapeshifter in the people and different things? I just maybe something that has to happen out of this more than he just wakes up and Garfield Logan is just the same as he ever was. That that whole play there of him and, you know, it did more damage than the bullet. The, that just seems like PTSD stuff that will just he'll retire. Like, I, I don't want to be around. I'm going to retire along the lines of like what they were doing in the current season or the newest season of Young Justice, where, you know, he had uh, Beast Boy had PTSD after Connor Kent died. Well, Superboy, maybe that's what they're trying the, to go uh, with. Half the season was just about the idea where. He didn't want to do anything anymore. He couldn't deal with the fact that guilt and all this other stuff of Connor's death and how he blamed himself and all this other stuff, like a survivor's guilt kind of deal. It's so like, is that all we're going to do here? It's just, you know, eight. Yeah, and justice? I wonder what the play is because we don't have that many more issues. To go. I mean, if this was just Four. a regular series, plus 20 tie-ins. Yeah. But again, are you going to center on Beast Boy in these tie-ins as much? The, the weird play is that you could, you got 20. Well, it seems like, but it's set up, but those are a lot of the other world stuff and individual again, book stuff like that. that. I would rather have stuff that deal, is actually doing with this than so-called well, dream saying, worlds I that would don't too, matter. but we're not. And so when you go, it feels like the setup of, no, no, I can't go, I can't go. And then at the last second, he becomes the hero again. Oh, my God. And I'm not saying having PTSD isn't being a hero or whatnot, but he ends up getting over it to save, you know, Connors, to save somebody, Tim, whatever. And uh, that would be pretty cool. That would be a pretty cool deal. But it almost just feels like you put Beast Boy off the, the table here 
when I didn't even know he was at the table. You didn't really need to go that far to do it. It just somebody had to get hurt from Deathstroke. And not Chupacabra. Chupacabra doesn't. I'm sorry, Chupacabra. This boy got shot in the head. Chupacabra gets blown up and Nightwing supposedly as well. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, we ended this in such a quick record. We get back. Everybody's fine, everybody. Oh. I mean, just think of that. Where Nightwing, when you see him here, I'm telling you, I don't think that he's mourning or worried. This guy blew up, then fought Deathstroke, who then left at the last. He's asleep. They go over there. He's actually recovering himself. But everybody is there. And again, the crisis feel is everybody all hands on deck. They're finally realizing they have to do something. It's just and then kind of mentioned. It all falls apart at this point in time because while all hands are on deck, Black Adam is saying, okay, you Justice League fuckers. The team you put together, you're all pieces of shit. You're not willing to get the job done that needs to get done. This is a crisis right now. Did you not hear me when I said that (laughs) that the Great Darkness had a body of the worst villains that you've ever heard of? And you put together this freaking team of clowns? Look, I have Clamp Vertigo right here. I'm going to snap his neck. You know why? Because Black uh, Slade is out there with a secret society hunting down superheroes, and he is going to murder everybody. We don't start murdering them back. We're going to lose. So how do you feel, everybody? Are you down with the murder like I am? Are you down with the murder game? I love the idea that he's like, I'm going to inspire you right now. I'm going to kill the Count Vertigo. You're going to like that, I right? Just That's going to get you fired this up. Point, this is the heel turn of Black Adam. Like, he had his time in the sun with Bendis on the Justice League, even though it never made sense besides her. Superman's like, you know what? I think he could be a good guy. Put him on the Justice League. So now we're back to the idea where he is willing to murder people to get his way. And this has to be the turn back to villainous Black Adam, right? It, it is true. I, I agree. I love too where you, you know Bendis goes, and all you had to do was Kill get, get things involved. Condock, he's in. He might, uh, you know, impress Superman to go. But it was really just he showed up. I love though and hate actually the idea that if Black Adam's in a book, any book. Anytime you have a worldwide trouble, you have to keep mentioning conduct. That place is never mentioned unless he's in a book. But you end up where he's going to snap or choke out or whatever. But he's going to kill Count Vertigo to prove a point. I'm like, this is not a point. point. In my mind, I don't like Count Vertigo. He makes people sick. Let's snap his neck. Like, I'm looking for, they told us that the Just League is dead. You and I and everybody else reading know that that's not true. Where is the casualties in this crisis? Somebody needs to die. <laughs> yeah, and so when you end up having, I'd love it where Black Adam does snap the neck. First off, Damien's not going to go very well with seeing somebody get his neck snapped, but he snaps the neck and Frankenstein throws up, right? And then you end up, Black Adam goes, wait a minute, why'd you throw up? He doesn't have powers, he's dead. He's like, no, 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 I just don't like seeing people die, asshole. But yeah, Black Adam is pissed. I don't get his point here. The idea of, I'm going to kill this asshole so that you become better heroes. No, I don't think they're going to go with it. It's just a way to get him to just lose his mind and get out of there. ultimately, this really just tears apart the team that John Ken has put together because nobody wants to play with this anymore. And even Robin, Damian Wayne says, look, John, this is bullshit, but he might be right. We're not ready for this whole thing. Like, we need more than hope to win this. Like, what about our parents? Maybe that's why they die because they didn't have what yeah, they needed to shade. survive. So the idea, though, do we need to adjust it? Because as soon as Damien takes off, the rest of the group take off. We start bringing in characters like Yara Flora realizes that all hands are on deck. So even though she turned down John Kent's offer before, she's now ready to play ball while everybody else is leaving that ball behind. But at this point in time, everybody's gone. It's just John Kent, Yara Flora. When the Justice Society of America show up and say, hey, you need a hand here? You need a society? I'm like, yes. Damn right we don't we need do. a new bullshit Justice League no. team that's comprised of freaking D-listers and clowns when we have the Justice Society of America to take the freaking leads here. And again, when we ended up having that first team with John, we told everybody, just relax. This isn't going to be the team. It's to point out how 
little they're ready for it to get more help and things like that. We thought there would be a bunch of different teams coming and all of that stuff. But again, just that stepping away from that and thinking, it seemed to be to trigger people. It seemed to be able to, oh, we're going to put this up on Twitter like, and get people riled up. people who are already like wary about buying this book and giving you shit about another crisis? That's my biggest point. Why did they do that? Because if they would have had this panel with Alan Scott right yeah. in the front saying, you guys need a, a, you know, a, a society, society. Yeah. that would have been huge. You want to not have to go and change the name of your event because nobody cares? Well, how about putting this panel out there on Twitter and get rid of that, that trolling team? You have Yolanda Montez freaking Wildcat. You have Power Girl. You got Cyclone. You got Jade, Alan Scott, Obsidian, Dr. Midnight, it's Dr. Awesome. Fate, Jakeem Thunder, Mr. Jakeem there. Freaking Adam Smasher, Ted Grant, and Hourman. You have all of these badass motherfuckers here. This is going to get people excited. Put this out there. Fuck that John team at the beginning. And, and, and what you would, if you're going to do that in that issue, say, hey, here we are. We got this Justice League and then have them show up. No, no, no. You don't need a league. You need a society. Boom. You could have had this right away in the second issue or that first issue when you had that. They trolled people. And that ended up backfiring again because usually it does. If I end up, you know, you troll people, they get pissed. And well, you were poking Zdarsky them. Did that too when his first issue of Batman, making you think that Catwoman is bagging freaking uh, exactly. Belmont. Yeah, so what? why? What are you? We need this? another issue to find out if this is a troll or not. I'm like, no, stop Again, it. how about this? You end up starting this event, which again, me and you like. But you start out with that nonsense team that you were never going to use. It was never going to work. Also, you have... All the people in universe saying, eh, just leave. <laughs> They'll be back. They'll be back. Eh, it doesn't matter. No one's taking this seriously. Why it should ended, we? No. And it ended up, you know, negating all of that hype, like everything where, and I think they were, again, trolling like, oh, this is what people are going to say online. So we'll let them say it too. But then they were, no, no, no. It's first impressions but the wor- here. The worst part Don't is, though, now that you have that bullshit team out of the way that nobody won except for like a niche group just because it is an oddball group of heroes put together. It was John desperate to get people to join. But him. this is a crisis right now. You need something better. But the thing is, what you're going to get now is that other future uh, state team that other uh, people don't want either. So I know, but <laughs> at least you society. have a society here. And uh, yeah, with Deathstroke and his, you know, society, I wish they said society versus society. Here I'm we down. go. And it looks really good. It looks really great well, when I, they I show up. I am with this because the society shows up here. We go back to Deathstroke Inc. with the Secret Society where Ravager shows up to confront her daddy and talk about, like, what are you doing? You haven't been the same since Respawn died. And the idea that she's going like, to get some revenge on him. But Deathstroke at this point in time, he just starts going full great darkness infected <laughs> guy where yeah. he, like, he, he didn't live through COVID. He just starts coughing out and not covering his mouth. And next thing you know, black shit's covering Prometheus. It's covering Rapture. It's covering everybody in the room. And they're all being taken over like from the darkness, just like Slade is. And he's just sitting there with one eye glowing. I think I know how to start a crisis. I'm like, yeah, this will happen if you go place and not cover your mouth. When you <laughs> yeah, really. This is what I'm not wearing. 2020 mask. all over again. <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, I like Gross the play here, though. I'd like to think if you're going to be a Deathstroke fan and say that he he did try to fight it off. Like he was like, I I imagine that a bunch of times he threw up in his mouth this shit and he swallowed it back down like people do. He's like, I'm tough. I can take it. But then that mohawk won over, Eric, that mohawk there. It did him in as his daughter Rose comes and says, you know, you're not right. What's going on? And yeah, he ends up infecting everyone. So so this idea. The way he used this word, though, when Ravager shows up, it's like, but I want you here with me, Rose. You'll be my legacy. And right now, while he is starting this crisis for Pariah, his whole freaking mission outside of that, though, is 
this just stopped the legacy of the superhero. Like, so he still wants his legacy while taking away everybody else's. Yeah, and he infects everyone, so even Blech. though they were, they were on board anyway, but now they're, you know, full out darkness, gross. so you'll have that. Yeah, they're real gross. Now, you do play that deal where you don't see the mouth of Rose. Uh, did she end up, and she's had problems with her premonition stuff. I don't know if they're going to play with this, or she knew this was going to happen. She saw it a little I would of- just play this entire thing as a premonition where she knows it's going to come in a few minutes or something like that, and she's able to prevent this or get the hell out of it. I think that she might be able to, you know, avoid this. She actually might have seen this a little. Again, that idea of her seeing in the future, it's just a little bit of time, and you played that in the Deathstroke Inc. at one point where Deathstroke said, I know why you're here, because you don't see anything down the line. You're scared. You see darkness. You don't see anything. That seemed a little wonky. And so I hope that, you know, you push that aside and that she was able to see ahead. Or like you said, that we find out that this is actually just one page of a premonition. Yeah. And then she's OK, because I don't want her to be infected. I really I don't enjoy want anybody her. To be infected. I want her to run up there and cover Slate's mouth before he freaking gloves. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you can do that. But even so, you're stopping, you know, Prometheus and these guys or whatnot. But the big play, too, is talking again Prometheus about Reese you know, and she thinks that he's upset. You're like, you're upset, Respawn. I know that you're upset, but really, she says it. We didn't even know him. You didn't even know a special G. Oh, I wanted to. Clay Wilson. Our two names we came up with. We liked them, though. But this idea of it's not just that, Rose. There's more to it because maybe at some point the way to get him back would be to get Respawn and resurrect him, which we think that they may do down the line. But we'll see. But he's way the over. Idea? Like, who would you rather have like resurrected in the DC universe right now? Respawn or Gotham? <laughs> or God damn Alfred. it! Uh, we're gonna get. Uh, you know, we're gonna get. We got Gotham. Before. I know Gotham, <laughs> but but a Gotham that's venomed up and thinks he's Bane. That's even better, Eric. You get a twofer. Oh my goodness! But we then go off to Sector Six Six Six. Your favorite, the right? Home of the Black Lanterns. Damn right. That's where Judas Priest goes every it's time not. they're done at tour as well. And they go there because Hal has a plan. He thinks that he can go right to Pariah. And the way to do this Such would be going idea. into the Black Lantern. But the thing is, the semantics of how this is going to work, where well, I just want to be there when Hal is talking to his plan because we go to Ryu because, you know, during the talk about what happened to the Justice League, he overhears that Necron is a part of the Great Darkness's army that's making up his body. So, Obviously, let's go check out the freaking home planet of the Black Lanterns. Let's go to the like the Black Lantern main central power battery and look at this stuff. But when you touch this stuff and you enter the dead zone right there and you have like your characters that are uh, how Jordan, Kyle Rayner and Joe Mullen go in there. And then like it's a cool situation. Like I had hoped it would be you like, you know, as they see themselves in this darkness, this blackness where they're transformed into Black Lantern zombie versions of themselves. It's a cool thing because the idea of going inside the lantern. I'm down with that. But when you come out and you're in that little pocket universe that Pariah has been in that the Just League fought him in, where they eventually died and he has his freaking you know, world machine with him, why does the Black Lantern power battery lead to this place that Pariah set up in that Black Adam shot lightning at them at? They're going with the Black Lantern darkness. Uh, you end up having Pariah explain that like, he Oh, is- that was a cool idea. Like, a, like following the clues. And this is the clues that a Green Lantern would follow. Oh, my God. Necron. I know him. Black Lantern. Sector 666. You follow the clues. But I just don't know how we get from there to the freaking pocket dimension world that Pariah stationed at. Yeah. Again, I wish that we would have seen more of the idea that 
it wasn't really Necron just that he needed with the whole body of the deal, but they needed the lantern. He comes through the lantern on the other side. I I don't know. But you end up where Pariah says, I'm controlling the darkness. It's not controlling me. I'm almost like what Deathstroke was trying to do. And yeah, Hal doesn't believe him, but he says, I want to, you know, he wants to bring back his world. One thing that I do like is at least in the book, Pariah looks more like Pariah and less like Abraham Lincoln that he looks like on the cover. (laughs) The cover, I swear to God, I'm like, What's Abe Lincoln doing? This must be a fucking crisis. But you end up where it's he's so funny saying, too when he talks about the idea of what Pariah is wearing. Because for some reason, I've never even taken notice of Pariah's armor. Because when House says here, yeah. I've only known two people to wear that armor and you're wearing right now, I wouldn't call them friends. I'm like, oh yeah, he is kind of wearing anti-monitor, Superboy Prime anti-monitor exactly. armor as well. Yeah, I that's I what never, it looks I like. It never dawned on me. I never no, looked at I didn't it previously. Either. Like, up his, the anti of his power. But I'm like, cool, I guess since you're going with the whole crisis bit. <laughs> And he's talking trash and he's, you know, doing this. But yeah, Pariah's like, listen, I'm going to end up changing Earth, your Earth, into this paradise for me. I want my world back. This is what I'm doing. And Hal ends up, first off, he uses a construct, pretty cool to use a construct of the Justice League to almost say, like, you you think that you took them down. Well, this is for them. That's a pretty cool deal as he goes. But Pariah just kind of swipes it away, like like the, the body of the crisis did anyway. Uh, and he ends up saying, you know, your world's broken. I'm going to make a better multiverse. And that's when Hal says to Kyle and Joe, like, let's go. Let's blast them. Let's go. I got to touch this. I got to end up stopping these John worlds. I got to Stewart's freaking little earth that he's, in, he's prisoned in right now. Because there's where we see the worlds that they're imprisoned in. We have all these little earths that are hovering around Pariah and his world-making machine. And just to know which one it is, they all have our well, hero symbols he on them. them mixed up, Eric. He's like, I better put he's the, the bat symbol in John Stewart Earth. It would be funny if for some reason he like, hey, I'm going to put the bat symbol on the, the Superman one. <laughs> really mess him up. But it is funny that they have the symbols there. But he ends up saying like he's cultivating them. He's using these to do whatever he's doing. And Hal says, no, these are more weapons. You're being duped. You have to figure this out. But as he does this, you end up having him touch the John Stewart deal, and he's like, oh, my God. And he dissipates like a Barry in the Christ on Infinite Earth. Everybody who gets sent away. Yeah. yeah. So you end up where Get he wakes up. And again, it looks like he's in now the John, John Stewart world. world where yeah. you see the guy's an egotistical prick. This is Sector John you know Stewart. I mean? The idea where you go in these other ones that we've barely seen, but we've seen. I mean, John Stewart has made a whole sector of himself. They're like, hey, that's my dream. Well, not only that, he has a sector. He has an emerald city. Everything <laughs> has to be a Green Lantern construct for this whole thing. And the people that go up against Howard want to know what the hell he's doing in their sector is Green Lantern, Jason Todd, freaking Natasha Ironsteel, and uh, Kyle Rayner. Yeah, Kyle Rayner. And so when you have all that, it does remind me a little bit where Jon Stewart has made this dream world for himself, almost like what Hal tried to do, Parallax Steel. Of making a construct coast city. I thought that that was kind of a neat play there in that, but we'll see how that plays out. He's just like, Sector, what now? What, what? As they say, what are you doing in the Sector, John Stewart? He's like, that's not a number. But then you end up, meanwhile, and I'm like, what the hell is Black Adam doing running through the swamp, right? The funny play here is if you go back, when he got mad and left, when he said, screw all you, I'm out of here, he actually. He took his cape and threw yeah. it. And I'm like, why did he do that? What? Oh, he didn't want to get it dirty in the swamp. So he's there. The cape signifies the hero aspects. A lot of times when you see I'm Black Adam, you, so he is, nonsense. there is no cape. This is the whole idea of like, you know, he's pissed off. He's going to kill Cal Vertigo, but he also has to show everybody that he has changed sides by you throwing his cape away. I think they're just like, 
what the fuck is he doing? Hey, you you left your laundry. I'd like maybe he leaves and have that done by Monday. Throws it down, but he goes there and he's walking through. I think they went back and said, we don't want him to advocate because he's bad. We have to have a way where he's like, but I don't think it really hit the other hero. Uh, like a John, he's not going to know what the hell that means. He barely knows no. Black Adam or Damien would idea care. Seems that Everything that's on Black Adam's mind now that he sees a John, uh, John Kenson, you know, screw up squad over here is that. I remember a few years ago when the crime syndicate showed up. You know who got shit done? The Legion of Doom. That's who got shit done. I need to go get my freaking evil buddies back together. We're going to get the band back together. We're going to get shit done. So he goes back to Slaughter Swamp. He sees the Legion of Doom headquarters and waiting for him is Lex Luthor, Black Man, a punchline for some reason. Punchline in the front. Battle Savage, Scarecrow, Gorilla Grob, the Rogues, Sinestro, and Cheetah. And I'm like, you know what? They will get shit done. <laughs> yeah, I, I love we have the, you know, newer Scarecrow. You love that. I Eric. hate that and look so also much. The weird... Yeah, has a figure of that coming out. I'm just like, I just want a classic Scarecrow. Come on. I don't need Wicker Man Scarecrow. Punchline looks like like dwarfing Black Man. I'm like, really? Like, Punchline's that big? But I think that the good play here is, yes, there's Black Adam. I don't know that this is all the way of i want to be evil i want to do this he needs no, no, to win he exactly. needs to have a win it's, it's like what we have savage. seen you know he's been doing totality stuff on a satellite you know does not necessarily i mean evil. we saw this in infinite frontier where you had some people in the multiverse they were teaming up with people they normally wouldn't because they're like fuck this shit's gone wrong we're done with it we have to end up winning this time or like an amanda waller going to earth three yeah. which i don't even know <laughs> we haven't seen any hide nor hair of her so hopefully Why would you? She's she'll on end up well, because the, she seems to be gathering something to maybe help She's out as well or do a something. Group of heroes to come back here and kick some ass and save yeah, the day. I would say I would say that within you know next issue or the issue past, we're we're gonna have to see what she's doing in this army that she's putting together as well. But with all that, yeah, people probably rolled their eyes when they saw Punchline, just the way that they rolled their eyes when Harley was well, in John's fuck up squad. Right? Well, that's what it, I, it, the screw up squad. And yeah. uh, the thing I is, got a I, little we, more edgy. Yeah. We talked about this in the Slack earlier about the idea, like, what's Punchline doing? I'm like, I am less concerned with what Punchline is doing on the Legion of Doom than what Harley Quinn is doing in the Justice League, because this is way better in my mind. Well, now, you know, Harley's on the moon, Element X, Luke Fox, it makes less sense. But she's there. I guess the idea would be like, hey, we tried to get the Joker, but he's in Nobody vacation. Try to get the Joker. And I swear it's gonna probably gonna tie in. Remember the last time in Metal they had him, but he disappeared. That's he was one of the barely even involved. With. During Infinite Crisis, when you had Alexander Luther Jr. taking on the persona of Lex Luthor and putting a secret society together, he ended up dying at the end because the Joker shot ass in his face, and the real Lex Luthor showed up and said, This is the thing. Like you like you don't ever want to have, you know, Joker on your secret society, but you always have to invite him. Yeah, he was he was invited and was on the team a little bit in metal, and then he kind of like bailed. Uh, in my he wasn't mind, around. This is going to tie into we're well, not tie into, but they're going to mention the idea of like why Joker's not here in that upcoming Joker series that they're going to have, and he's off doing something and why he couldn't participate here. Yeah, I, I think that that's what's going on, or they have punchline there to maybe draw him out, and maybe I I don't know. He's Remember when he was James there? back at work here. Hey, look here, buddy. Punchlines here. Remember they had crap underneath the the whole Legion of Doom, and they were screaming like, "What the hell are you doing down there?" There was that weird scene and metal but yeah again kind and everywhere except himself writing for dc so there he is or there Punch she on, is everybody. yeah and you got cheetah back there she's you know does she have the tear or tear back there eric who knows the, t- the tear of oblivion the tear of extinction yeah the tear of extinction uh like all that stuff before but there you go you got the the legion of doom that's cool it's funny yeah, too. i first saw them, but... a golden glider here because in the back we have a bunch of our rogues represented like golden glider captain cold captain boomerang and uh heat wave but 
for some reason, when I first saw Golden Guy, I'm like, who the hell is that giantess? Oh, she's just hot, go, like go, hovering. Yeah, she's hovering. And uh, again, that's the big play here is, you know, I did oh, see some people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the rogues there. And I saw a lot of people, oh, this is bullshit because Black Adam is a good guy, whatever. Like that, that's off the table now. They have to win. This Agreed. Legion of Doom is not going to be there yeah, to do anything so but try to win as well. Agreed. Everything's, everything is on the line right now, and it's just like it was in Forever Evil, where these fuckers got together and they got shit done to the point where at the end of that whole thing, Captain Cold and Lex Luthor were a members of the Justice League because of their actions. And that's what this bad. is. This is more of a... This is Forever Evil Part 2. <laughs> it's the teams all going for the similar goal, but this is the team that'll do what it takes. That's why Black Adam's there. And these Scarecrow guys will for some do, reason. And they're going to have I would love to think, actually, that's Gorilla Greg there, Eric. It's not Rod. Uh, we saw him at the beginning going back to home. Yeah, so you end up where all of them here, again, this isn't the bad team. This is just another team that's going to be fighting against the darkness that will end up or yeah, Deathstroke right away. This is, the, this is the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors of wrestling. It's just yeah. the heel team are going to do some They're the work. heel team that look like they're going to go after Deathstroke, which you might need that, though. When they get there, they may get infected as well, and then we're really screwed because that team still in now the you background. Say that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, in the background, you still have that awesome team of the darkness that they can't be beat. I mean, they're too overpowered. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes, how it plays out. But I like the art a lot in this, and I like the little sections. It's starting to feel like it's getting bigger and bigger. It feels more like a crisis, which might be where some people can throw shade at this because it should have already at this point, but we're getting there and I still did enjoy it. What would you give it? I give an 8.5 out of 10. I am too. I'm giving an 8.5 and uh, yeah, everybody just read it. I, I know the idea that people are pissed or, Oh, that could the, what did you, the screw up squad screw or whatever. Squad. We're past that. Let's get, this is starting to be a lot of fun. It feels big. Let's see what's going on. You have a bunch of different parts. You know, now we have the Green Lantern, Hal. He's in the Jon Stewart deal. You end up. We got all aspects of the DC universe going on right now, doing stuff with the speedsters in the multiverse, looking for Barry Allen. For the JSA, there you go. You have them. They came in. They want to get involved. And so, yeah, everybody should get involved. And I see the next book. A lot of people are already getting involved because it's Chip Zdarsky, but it's Batman 126. And, uh, the main story, Failsafe Part 2, is written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Jorge Jimenez, Tomei Moray, and Clayton Cowles, and then there's the backup. Two Birds, One Throne, Part 2, written by Chip Zdarsky, with art by Balin, Ortega, Luis Guerrero, and Clayton Cowles. I'll tell you right now, I like the backup story more than the front-up story, even though they're both okay. I just forgot there was a backup story until you just said that. Yeah, yeah. There's the backup with the, uh, you know, robot lawyer that we like. all about the robot lawyer, which I was looking forward to all week. So you end up in this main story where you do have failsafe, which is Terminator. I mean, everybody said it. I'm not going to, not blowing minds here. Pretty much in one of the scenes where it's just walking through fire. I mean, it's 100% Terminator. And you're just going to see the I almost the bat went with family. the Predator as well. Just so, like, not to tie in the idea that Prey came out this week as well, but when you have the robot, kind of like, you know, talking back with the last phrase that somebody just said, almost like how the, the Predator records stuff. Want some candy? It ended up saying, like, the weirdest stuff in that crossover Batman and Predator book. But when it came out of the fire, little soldiers. Dun, dun, dun. The funny thing, though, is dun, dun, as dun. they're going... Batman's trying to remember, what is this? I kind of remember it, but I don't. 
is like a blank area as they're going and they're trying to fight. I like some of the scenes, right? Oh, no, the action in this is amazing. When he ends up fighting Failsafe and ends up, you know, making the Batmobile go and uses the grapple, that's awesome. And he's just dragging him out into the streets of Gotham behind the Batmobile yeah, just to get away. it just gets tossed aside, but it doesn't stop. Failsafe doesn't stop. It keeps going. But he is really, really trying to figure out what is this? I know this is something, but I can't put my, put my thumbs on it. And while that's going on, the rest of the Bat family shows up, which people do like, including Signal. We don't see much at all. I mean, that's a kind of a, a, a cool today. deal. Yeah, he comes in, and even then, when you have Cassandra and Stephanie come in, and like, hey, Signal, recognize this guy? I actually thought she said, hey, Signal, I recognize that guy, because they've hardly seen him. You just doing like a Captain America, I get that reference with that? Exactly. Yeah, so... They're they're trying to fight him off. There's no way that they're going to stop him. But this is this is very quick. And you see, Failsafe is going directly for Batman, and they're all there to help, including Dick Grayson. Finally, gets there. The traffic was a killer. As Before you end this up goes having down, Tim, though, I will tell you this because I was all excited to have Tim Drake being Robin again in this book. Because it almost seemed that you had a Batman Robin situation in this when Tim Drake came back. But when you know. Tim is out there doing stuff and Batman tells him he doesn't want him to like get involved in this whole like, you know, watch out what you do. It's like, like, you're not in charge of me. I don't wear a bat. I'm like, are you going to take that shit? You invented the Robin freaking like, you know, sidekick thing. You, this is the third iteration. Are you going to take this old man, Batman? Come yeah, on. really. <laughs> he does at one point. It's funny. It's the bitch of it when they finally grow up and you can't say like, like, you know, have them like, you can't tell them what to do anymore. It's like, you're not the boss of me. I don't wear a bat. I'm like, you're still wearing a Robin. Shut the fuck up. They think that they know better. They all do, Eric. Well, I love the idea. Out like Dick did, making his own identity. He's still Robin. When he is being pulled away and he's trying to figure out and trying to say they can't get involved, he's like, I, I got children involved with this. It weakened me. Somewhere out, the Joker, his ears are burning. He's like, I told you that. That's what I kept telling you, asshole. That's everything I'm about. But yeah, you end up where Tim's trying to save him. When we have the failsafe show up, because for whatever reason, Bruce Wayne needed to go back to his own back cave at a certain point in time, even though... It gets weird about what the bat caves are, what's open, what's not open anymore. With the different like micro caves we've had, we have the freaking back garage down in freaking where his, his uh, brownstone is and stuff like that. When you have him getting the shit kicked out of him by failsafe, he says, "You know, car going." Like we talked about the idea of him grappling onto the car, and just opening up a garage door and just going right out in the traffic on a main yeah, street. Yeah, there's Gotham troubles. Scene, you're saying you have a garage door, <laughs> the Batmobile is coming out of with Batman not wearing a mask, being dragged behind him like. This is like, this is just reckless right now. What you're now. saying is I could even figure it out. Yeah. I'm a dummy. And I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. I'm like, oh, man, I think that's Superman's lair. Oh, man, I blew it. But when Nightwing shows up and he's on his motorcycle and he ends up awesome. leaping off Amazing. of the deal, that's one of the best deal. That is so good as he uses, and he does this. But as he uses the cycle as like a bomb and leaps off, it is well, it's just really like we had Alice in one of the like the Resident Evil movies when she's going to uh, kill that liquor. And she shows up in that motorcycle and has a blow up and air hitting that liquor. I've also seen Black Widow do this like seven yeah. times as well. Like, but it's a cool move. I mean, it really is. That's where I said it well, looks even like when Terminator. Do that too, where he freaking jumps off his motorcycle and freaking suicide kicks failsafe in the face. Did you see at the point what's happening? The signal as Tim is getting Batman away from the scene there. I believe Signal is dead. Oh, I no, think he's yeah. dead. At one point, I thought it was a gun. Oh, he thought that's a blast? <laughs> oh, yeah. But still, it's just he's getting conked. He's wearing a helmet. He's fine. He's actually getting the Andre the Giant boink on the head. <laughs> he's in big trouble. Uh, but it's good. I mean, the idea that Tim's saving him, they're taking him to Leslie. She's waiting for the deal. is real, real good. Now, again, 
what I like about this issue ends up at the end kind of like, well, that was really quick. And and what did we really get? And then we, you know, get a twist at the end. But when you end up having Dick come in and just start trying to wail on Failsafe and Failsafe just starts making fun of him. You have Signal. You even have Tim Drake who's trying to get Batman away and Batman doesn't want to like go the way that he wants him to and stuff like that. Like, I need you to take me back to this cave over here. And they're like, so Leslie Tompkins is waiting to go do some serious work on Bruce Wayne, who is screwed up because of this robot fight he was just involved in. Like, no, take me back to the my regular cave. But also, don't tell anybody until they're waiting. Like, hey, you going to be here anytime soon? Oh, yeah, we didn't go to that cave. Now, now one of my things, that, Thanks, and there's, there's, <laughs> there's things that I want to think about, and then maybe down the line, hopefully it's explained or not, whatever. But it is the idea of this is failsafe and the idea of Batman is compromised. Batman ends up becoming bad. Failsafe goes together. I would wonder if this was something that he did before. Like, maybe we'll even see. Like, it wouldn't be beyond seeing that very end of the night, him doing wacky stuff. But I hope that it is before he had Robin. Because of the idea that you would think he'd have a failsafe. And In failsafe mind, that if a Dick Grayson or a Robin even went to go and stop that would be something you he need wouldn't attack. A, at least a 10 year old batman in my mind to put together a robot of this caliber of this kind of thing just because the idea though 10 years in because this is a, something that in my mind at least that bruce wayne will put together if he ever crossed the line after the joker killed jason todd because that was one of the moments in my mind that would push him over the line but wouldn't that then be something where he made that and failsafe would be something that would be able to scan and see that stick grayson and not attack him or see that that's a Tim Drake or at least a Robin. That feels weird that he would make a failsafe to go after him, but it would actually attack the Bat family as well. Uh, that just feels Maybe weird to me. All but, gone bad then, Jim. Well, again, it, that's the weird play. It's got to scan him. Gone bad. I love the idea where you end up having dicks like, hey, can you get anything here in handy, whatever? And you have failsafe kind of working with the comms and getting it out. And I like, mm, I'm scanned. Handy. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't talk private stuff on the line there, Babs. But let's See, go. Spe- but especially yeah, with no. the idea that Tim Drake being so front and center here, because in my mind, you know, Tim- Jason Todd was murdered by the Joker, and then Batman built this in his darkest hour. Tim Drake realized that Batman was darker. The Robin was gone, and in my mind, this robot was put away and forgotten about because Tim Drake became his failsafe when he became his Robin. This was not made by Bruce himself. This was made by, and that's why he can't remember this. It was made by what's his name at the end. You know, the whole deal with Zoran R. I think that he ended up making failsafe when he was that persona. He ended up putting it together. That's why Bruce can't remember. That's why he doesn't know this is a failsafe that was made why, by a failsafe. I don't know why Zoran R would do that, though, because, because he he's so old. over the top and he's worried that if but Batman like that ever Batman goes over. Kill, not, well, he would, but I'm saying it, you still would have the idea of him making something if Batman like, really went bad. this is the bad. Batman without a Bruce Wayne the Zuri and R. I'm, I'm telling you, I think that that's 100% what this is because he can't remember. And he's like, I kind of remember it's in the back of my mind. I think that was Zuri and R. So I think that he made a the idea safe. that Bruce needs to go back to the Batcave because he doesn't remember what's going on. He's kind of has an idea, an inkling about this failsafe. It kind of rings true somewhere in the back of his mind, but he can't place it. And he has to go back to the Batcave where he goes deep into a cavern opens up a trunk, and then comes out as the Batman of Zuri and R. And if you don't know about that, it's the Batman that Grant Morrison put together in this convoluted nonsense thing. If his mind was compromised. If his mind was compromised, deal. and it ties into Silver Age nonsense. It's Grant Morrison through and through, and the idea of people going back and doing more Grant Morrison, but Morrison light, 
it always bothers me because I'm not a huge fan of the overtop imaginatory, like imaginatory, imagination of Grant Morrison, how yeah. he does stuff, you know, trying to tie things back to the Silver Age in a modern set uh, setting. But when other people do it, they bring it back. It is always less. It is never as good. And I didn't like this story to begin with. Well, you end up where originally Zornar was a Batman of another planet. He yeah, ended up running so Nomi had powers. He almost was the Superman of his deal in the Silver Age. He ended up. But I do think that he went to turn back into this. Because he, he realizes that Zoranar is the only one who knows how to shut down Failsafe because he made him. That That's the only play that I can. Or he thinks, I got to be Zoranar because he really kicks ass and I'm going to go and get it. But I do think that that's well, going to be the connection. Well, he does the idea. It's like, come in, come in. Only one man could have done this to me. A failsafe for a failsafe. He needs answers, so he falls aside and I take over. It's okay, boy. It's me. It's the Batman. So, Okay. I don't know what that means, though, for the idea. Like, I don't the, know, but that's what I get the idea. On, you know, when you have this narration going through where it says only one man could have done this to me, a failsafe for a failsafe. This is the, the Batman of Zura and R talking about this and not, you know, regular Batman. I, I'm telling you, I, I just the idea where Chip Zdarsky, I think he's playing, because if this is Batman who has a contingency plan for his own self and whatnot. It's hurting a lot of people, and I don't think he wants to really blame. That's why Bruce is like, I don't remember this. I, I have no idea. Let's go back. Let's hope it doesn't go back to freaking Dr. Hurt. I don't know. Hopefully it all twists and turns around and makes sense. But, yeah, you end up where this failsafe is pretty badass. You ended up Chip Zdarsky. I said, don't go out and say, oh, this is his doomsday and not that. And it's everybody, it seems. I mean, they're getting the crap kicked out of him. And R.I.P. Signal. Uh, but yeah, by the end, you get Zornar. You get Tim's like, who's there? What's going on? Oh, no. And he comes out with the costume. It looks great. I thought that that looked really well, cool with that. Great, but I, I never liked this costume. I never liked this story. I wish we didn't go back down this proof path. But even there, as Failsafe goes to Leslie and says, where is he? Where's Batman? I'm the end of Batman. You better tell me where he is and whatnot. She looks like she's in big trouble. And yeah, Batman's like, I got to do this. Be funny if Tim's like, I'm coming with you. And he goes and he's the Tim Drake sword art. He's like, I got to do this alone. We only have one costume, but he goes and comes out like that. I thought it looked pretty cool. That purple cape is so gaudy. It makes me giggle. He put that suit together through rags he found in the garbage. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. It's kind of funny. He looks like he's up the ante a little bit. Uh, but you end up with the backup then. Again, written by Chip Zdarsky with Thalen Ortega which on I'm, art. Which I'm going through it for the first time now, because like I said, I forgot that this book had a backup, but but I'm going through I'm just happy that there's Ethan Cobblepot, the Black Sun, being no, brought it's, it's back cool. up as an heir to the Except Penguin. Except that it looked like he almost died. I oh, no, he's in a vegetative state now. I'm, I've already gone through him like too much. I know, bad. vegetative state, yeah, it's 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 a sad thing because we like Ethan. He may Ethan. well be alive still, but his vegetative state negates him from being considered according to Mr. Cobblepot's wishes. So I suppose there's no point in any of this now, but there is a procedure to things, Miss Kyle. Yeah, because she had to go around and figure out or find, find the, the heirs. And she didn't find any of the kids that were on the list. Everybody was dead. They had all been strangled. They had all been dead. She goes back to execute her. And you end up having Addison and Aiden, who are, you know, you, you can tell right away, especially, you know, Addison. Now, that's full out penguin. You don't want to be, you know, a girl who takes after her father when your father's a penguin. But at I, I'd like to see what this Aiden's a big dude and the big play is. And you could figure it out. These two ended up killing all of the siblings, especially yes, Aiden, who yes. was going around with a mask on and killing them. And Catwoman I, I realizes this, at you, the when end. When you have Addison and Aiden, like, you know, the, the daughter of Penguin, who's this little, like, you know, 
chip off the father's block right now, but Aiden is a gigantic man. He's what I huge. see here is Master Blaster from Beyond Thunderdome, yeah. where Aiden, uh, Addison is the brains and Aiden is the freaking like muscle in this whole situation. I see and go with Danny DeVito. I see twins. Oh, I <laughs> That's all I see because you even have the Danny DeVito deal. I swear that freaking Aiden's not, it's going to be mute as well. No, I'm thinking, no, he does talk at does the one he? point at least. Okay. Yeah, when he turns around, he says, thank you, and we'll be in touch. I want him to take off his coat, and he has bad to the bone shirt on underneath would be really cool. But they demand that they get the money, all the siblings. And the problem is the executor, who is a robot. And I like when he's like, did my comprehensive list of words not match up to what you understand? Because they're not on the list. You're not in the will. They think that they're just going to be in the will now. Oh, everybody's dead. No, you're not in it. He's Look, not I, leaving anything to you. And he left all his money to a charity. Addison, Aiden, he don't like you. Get out of here. Who are the copper pots? It's funny. They get the iceberg lounge, but the money goes to a charity. Catwoman, in the meantime, is all upset. Why didn't the ladies that he knocked up, why aren't they getting anything, whatever? Well, that's the way it goes. Penguin wasn't a good guy. I'm just saying, like, who gives freaking inheritance to horse? Yeah. <laughs> and the idea, again, they're almost saying like, well, if that's not that, well, the people in the world, this is just going to be tangled up in, in legality and thing, I think. But well, they end up to giving to a legal battle with a robot. Yeah, really? I wouldn't. They end up where, again, they get the Iceberg Lounge and it's funny. Addison's like, Iceberg Lounge? What the fuck do I want that for? I want the monies. Give me the monies. They're like, nope, the money's going to an Avery deal. And yeah, they're going to get the money and you're not. It was I like funny. to imagine that they killed everybody, right? And so yeah. they can get the inheritance, but it doesn't work that way. All they get is the iceberg lounge. And with that new property they own, they also have to take on the crime families of Gotham, who also want the iceberg lounge, like Tomasu. I actually like the idea of Addison and Aiden here. First off, Aiden is not that bad looking. Looks a little like Dick Grayson. Yeah, I'm out there and about, right? And I'd like to see them come in and kind of go with this idea, because we were wondering... Penguin dead weird. So is this the, new, the next generation where we're going to have the daughter of Bane and the daughter of Penguin? Exactly. I mean, maybe. And and the idea that they come in here and they're just like over missed the top. <laughs> I would love them to switch over into the Catwoman book, maybe with the Catwoman dealing with this and stuff I like still that. Can't I can't believe the Penguin's dead. I know. It's very interesting, though, these two. And having Ethan thrown in there actually gave I gave a little thumbs up there I give you props where they tie that you in think about the black sun Ethan Cobblepot as something to tie back to me and you you loved them <laughs> I not loved them but we like we like the, the idea, idea. He, fell, he fell so short oh he did but we like the idea and at least they even give a little editor's note though I I thought in this point you're gonna give editor's notes give a year as well like when the trade came out or something just to let people know okay that wasn't that long ago that was they something like that but they just throw out their trade the Batgirl deal but yeah they're, they're pissed and i like where addison's just like you'll hear from us you ass on ghost and yeah you end up where hayden's like uh, thank you and what she really means is we'll be in touch but while all this is going on he has a cuff link that Catwoman, Selena ends up recognizing as the guy who was going around killing and strangling, choking out Ethan at that one point. So that was a pretty cool deal. And I went back to look to make sure because I thought it was like, ah, oh, why did you just mention it there? But it is there. You do see it. So that's pretty cool. I like the backup. I actually like this Catwoman well, backup. Is, it looks amazing. I actually like the story a lot, especially because it's doing interesting. At times, it's doing more interesting things than the actual Catwoman book is doing with Catwoman. I like the idea that I think it is. This is where the Penguin's dead. That's a huge chapter for Batman moving forward. I don't like it just because I love the Penguin. Don't want to accept the idea that he's dead. But 
this line of things going into this, I'm like, I hope that this is like a weird synergy to try to get people on that Catwoman chip. So when we are done with Black Mask and the mob families of Gotham, we can jump into some weird daughter and son <laughs> of Penguin you, I stuff. I want Addison and Aiden, Vengeance, get them all in there. And this is, again, just to point out something that I said months ago or whatever. The idea, if we do end up getting closer and closer as Dark Crisis is going, and we see some really odd people dying, like really important deaths and things. There might be something about a reset coming down after Dark I Crisis. I can't see it so. because, like, oh, my God, Nightwing, Beast Boy, and Chupacabra. Oh, no, they're fine. Oh, there's Yeah, no I know, but that was in the main book. But you can still have Beast Boy just be a, a vegetable. He may not be able to. He, it, it, it's weird, too. I, I didn't point it out when we were doing Dark Crisis, the idea, hey, it wasn't the bullet that did most of the damage. It's more PTSD. It's more trauma. The guy was wrapped up like the mummy. What, what were they doing? It didn't even look like he had any bit of skin showing at all. He thought he was Beast Boy. It turns out are he's they, negative, man. I tell you, are they talking to him? Is he able? He was completely wrapped up. I don't get it. It'd be funny. They unwrap and he's like, look, I was, a, I don't know, an elephant the whole time. Uh, but yeah, with this, I think that Addison and Aiden are pretty cool. And I love, love the executor. I love, I want oh, him. To, I want him. To, I want Robot Lawyer to somehow get fired. And just team up with Selena. I need them to be a team up going on because I, I think agree. he's really cool. It's and almost like the Solomon Grundy with Harley Quinn, how you need that freaking interaction, but you have a robot lawyer who's all about, you know, what's proper and what's the legality of things with a cat burglar as the boss to a degree. I'm all about it. You start getting Terminator deal where she starts teaching him stuff. I'll be so good. No so problem, good. Amo. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then back to the bone shirt with Aiden. We have it all. Eric, no, but, that was from twins oh okay you said with eight i got you I'm like you're mixing up your schwarzenegger no we'll also put it on robot learn uh but yeah also i want to know like i want selena to start talking to him and i yeah and i want him to actually like what is your real name i am the executor no no your real name is like oh it's it's johnny like I, I don't know i want him more of a personality going on but he's funny i like him with the suits and stuff robots don't wear suits eric you tell that's the executor. Yeah, really. He's fancy. He's a fancy robot take lawyer. The court, the court of pain. Gee. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, but what would you give this overall? I enjoy the backup from what I just read and like glancing over. The thing is, I'm just going over this as we're talking about it and a little bit ahead of time just to it's try to fun. catch up with you. I like a lot of the stuff. The art's amazing in the backup. The art's amazing throughout, but I really enjoyed the backup part. And the thing is, though, I like all the action stuff in the regular Batman. Yeah, the but action's like, really everybody's good. Everybody's on call. The entire Bat family come to Bruce Wayne's rescue. It's amazing. But when you get to the Zero and R stuff and the idea, I'm like, there's something familiar about this robot failsafe. I just don't remember. I got to go put on this crazy costume because there's a failsafe for a failsafe. I'm like, you're going to go in half-assed Morris and it's going to be garbage. But the thing is, I, we'll I, I still enjoyed a lot of this. I'm going to do a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm ah, 7.5 7. because I like the backup a lot. Nah, I'm going to go 8. I really like the backup. I was at a seven with just the actual thing, but with the uh, with the backup, I'm going to I'm about an eight. I think the art's really good. I'm going to, you know, sit tight, see how this plays out. The idea of this, though, it Zero really feels like, and, and maybe this is a good thing because most people, including us, we're we're enjoying Mark Wade's World's Finest. You know, some people like agree. it, like so through the roof, they like it. But the idea of that Nightwing, things like that, this has that feel again. It has the feel of fan service. It has the feel of grabbing Silver Age stuff. Like we said, we don't even know at points that Batman Superman World's Finest Mark Wade, like, is it in continuity? He came on the site and tried to explain it made less sense. But this idea of getting some things from the past, making things feel classic. That's why, again, 
I think they started calling Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, trying to get that feel. It was a little too late because you punk people. But this is one of those things that I too think people late. will kind of get behind and having the Bat Family full out action. There's not, you know, Tamaki up points didn't want Batman. Not that Batman here is winning. He's getting beat up, but he's doing things. He's not just he's there doing things. yapping and disappearance and stuff like that. He I is really didn't like Batman R.I.P. And I hope we don't linger. I know. Too well, long. that's the problem is when you end up going back and you homage a story or continue or whatnot, you do end up leaving some people behind that hated that story. And that's one of your least favorites of big stories. You would always told me from the beginning, you're not a Grant Morrison fan. And that R.I.P. is really I, I think you called it rip. Era. Oh, yeah, it's a freaking Batman rip because <laughs> you want to rip the book in half when you get halfway through. <laughs> but the idea, though, like before the DC Universe app came out years and years ago, and we're getting back to do the site and stuff like that. I went to the library and I freaking checked this like this trade paperback. I'm, I'm going to check this out again. And I was just. Yeah, oh, like God, you I thought maybe story. you would like it more. Yeah. You know, time is gone. Maybe the story grew up with you. Like we're in the we're in the, like the second year of the New Fifty Two. We're a little bit removed from Grant Morrison's era of Batman and stuff like that. Like maybe I can get into this. Like, nope, no, I cannot. Yeah, my my problem with Grant Morrison because you would think because I loved Silver Age nonsense and stuff like that, and that's his big thing. So some things that he got like him grabbing Lord Deathman, that, that's solid gold. Well, I'm telling you, but like what him, he does with those, it, it drives me nuts. I well, can't follow. I, one thing I stuff. do look forward to, just because it's such a wacky concept and weird thing that you did in Batman R.I.P. was. When you had Batmite talking to him because he was a, a piece of like a, a figment of his imagination that went along with him to try to be his conscience to a degree. I do hope you get Batmite here that still talking funny. to Batman as there that only he can say because the fifth dimension's imagination. And again, that, yeah, oh my goodness. And that would be fan service stuff that people yeah. would go in. And I don't mind that. I like when I see people in the Slack even talking about this and like, oh my God. That cliffhanger, it was so awesome. I didn't expect it and stuff like that. That's what we want to see. Never, I would never you don't love it, it, but I'm saying a lot of people do, or a lot of people just, it feels new and different, even though it's old. I mean, it feels like this is more of a, hey, let's get things going. Let's do some story that we've thought out. That I'm telling you, the Mariko Tamaki, that hour stuff, it just kept going on and on. Nothing came about it. Radio Rebel, Radio Riddler. That was nonsense. I mean, I'll go with anything. And this is a lot of fun, a lot of action, great art. And that backup, I think, is even better. I really like the back. It's so funny, the idea that people would say, hey, what, how's Chip Zdarsky? I'm like, it's a hell of a Catwoman book. I'm like, what? Because it's so good. And I hope that that stuff carries over, too, if Teeny Howard keeps going or whatnot. But I hope that well, that kind of carries over to it. That Chip Sadarsky. He writes I mean, on, both. On the backup? Okay. Yeah, maybe yeah, he, he, like, maybe he could do double duty once Teeny oh, Howard is Catwoman. I, I would love it because he really writes it well and it's everything going on and it's a really compelling story. And having Ethan Cobblepot, I give him a lot of kudos for that. But we have one more book left in this section. Eric, what is it? Flashpoint Beyond, number four, written by Jeff Johns, Tim Sheridan, and Jeremy Adams, with Arfai Zermonico, Mikel Janine, Romeo Fajardo Jr., Judy Belair, and Rob Lee. And I got to tell you, this issue, well, this is this has been one of those you know, top tier books for me that DC's been putting out. Like, if we had a, did a uh, $25 door die pull list, this would be something that's definitely on there. You need to be reading this book as far as I'm concerned at this point in time. But now that we get to issue number four, I feel it's kind of lacking here. Just because by the end, I am totally confused about what's going on because we're doing weird hyper time slash regular space and time bullshit. That's always going to have like 
you know, a magic quality to it that you can do anything. But when you start out with like in the dark, we are still talking to freaking Batman, even though in the previous issue we established that Batman died with the rest of the justice. Like, like, like that's where we are in the timeline. I'm like, I don't know what to expect out of this because now we're back to Batman being alive and trying to bring Thomas Wayne back together. And he's the architect behind this whole thing. And that's why the time masters are like, you know, he needed artifacts to do this for some reason. But when we get back to freaking flashpoint universe with what we're doing with the, like the clockwork killer, I'm like, you're leaving me behind. You're just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the idea of Batman. I, I don't know how the timeline's working and how they're doing it. If it's after before, because of that whole, you know, hey, we'll catch up the things or whatnot. If but it's the last wonky, issue, but, they, they had said that the Justice League had died. Yeah, I'm saying maybe this is then after they come back. I don't know. I don't know how this is. Maybe what we're seeing here is the whole Thomas Wayne stuff will end up out of a weird deal that we said it's tied in. It seems a little bit with Dark Crisis. Maybe well, this maybe, is a post. Maybe, maybe are, this maybe, is an epilogue. Maybe you are correct because even looking at this, you know, at the first, it's the first panel of the book, I'm pretty sure. You're really getting on my nerves, Mr. Wayne. I mean, didn't you have enough problems with the great darkness making all your bad guys even, I don't know, better? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a crazy deal as you, you end up seeing. You just got over trouble in the Omniverse. So why make more by messing with the hyper times? I'm like, if you're telling me that the, the dark crisis happened, Batman got wished away to a magical world of his own making and stuff like that, while John Kent put together the screw up squad and we got over all of that stuff, just for him to fuck around with hyper time and try to bring Thomas Wayne back, like, you got a lot of stuff more on your plate, Batman, than doing this. Here's my here's what I thought. And again, this is wacky as I was reading. Now that you're talking about, it, I remember I thought maybe, just maybe, Eric, that's Batman trying to get out of his dream world. That in his dream world, he's in this place where he is trying desperately to get out of the dream world of the dark crisis. And in that he's centering on maybe, you know, the flashpoint deal, his dad, and that would be the way that he gets saved or escapes it. That's the only thing when you said that. that. What we're doing with that is that everything that we've been seeing with Bruce Wayne and stuff like that has been taking place in his dream world to center his mind. God, that'd that'd be the craziest goddamn Maybe it is him trying to escape his own dream world in a way that it would involve him. He would probably think, I gotta do hyper-time stuff. And a coonskin cat that doesn't make any sense. Because he could end up Maybe dreaming a lot, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe in a weird way, this is what he dreamt of in to his be his dream, dream world, world. Because of stuff like Zuranar, where he has a failsafe in his mind, in case anything, if he ever goes to a dream world like this, he has things that he's able to, because you have yourself, essentially, a real world with anything that you can imagine here to keep you placated, do like, so Pariah can do his stuff. So maybe in this world, he has the tools and necessity in order to do what he needs to do here. Then that's he what I think is able to like he's more he's able to do more here. Than he's able to do in the real world. In the real world, that. that they actually That'd put him crazy. in a dream world that he set up. I don't think that's going to be the way. case. But that would be amazing. I hope it is. I mean, the idea of the hypertime meeting the omniverse. And that's the thing. It's, I say all this, and I was going to look it up. I do think we do. But maybe that will show you it's more of this, right? Beyond number five. Don't know. <laughs> I, I, yes. So with that, I thought, boy, that'd be really wacky. That'd be really cool if we find Dark out that that's crisis. his deal. It's the Ties. world without a Justice League uh, Batman. I think we do, but I kind of don't remember who they said if they did who was writing that. Because if they didn't, people would say, oh, my God, why didn't they have a Batman But that's my play. That, that's just my play of how I was thinking or wondering what it would be. But we do end up having, you know, Thomas Wayne now going and dissecting and doing a little autopsy there on Eobard reverse flash. and trying to get these gears and things like that. And you end up where 
it's disgusting. He's getting the gears out. And you have a lot of, you know, you know, symbolism, even in the writing of things not working, they have to fit together, whatever, to go and do this. But he ends up getting gears. And now he seems to think, I might know what this is. I might have figured well, something out. Like, okay. All the people that have been killed. And I want to know, like, if he's going to dissect the rest of the people and stuff like that, because everybody's been killed by the clockwork killer. They've had some kind of like association with time travel in the normal R universe and stuff like that. In this world, they're a bit different, but they, that's the people that the clockwork killer is targeting. And everybody he's killed, he's also stuffing or they're also stuffing gear, clock gears inside their bodies. And in this one, Eobar Thawne, Thomas Wayne is dissecting him, doing an autopsy. He's pulling out all the gears like, this is going to build a clock. I just have to put together all a clock here, and it's going to give me the clues I need to find out who the clockwork killer is and what's really going on with the Flashpoint universe. Okay, Eric, I am now looking at Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Just League Batman number one. Okay. okay. It's written by Cy Spurrier and Megan Fitzmartin. I was really hoping out of nowhere it was written by Jeremy Adams and uh, what's his name? Tim uh, Sheridan. Tim Sheridan. So yeah. you have that. So I'm looking at it, and I'm reading the deal. I'm looking at some of the preview art. and. In the preview art and in the cover itself, a lot of gears, Eric, a lot of gears on the cover and a lot of gears in these things where he has these journals where he's drawing gears and he's in some gear type world with his actual symbol, not being a Batman symbol, but being a gear, Eric. So maybe we're telling me. Maybe. the Parliament of Gears with Mr. Pilgrim in the (laughs) Swamp I'm telling you, the Batmobile doesn't have wheels, Eric. It has gears. Everything's gears in this. So we might be on the All right, look, the thing is, <laughs> like, I, I still don't know if that's enough for, like, you know, to put together the clues here to say this is exactly what's going on. I, I don't know how you're going to have, be, like, out of nowhere, gears, Eric, a lot of gears. Uh, you'll have to look at it. You'll have to I see. Will. And I'm trying to find the solicit on this, and I'm on some nonsense site, and it doesn't really have a printed out solicit. It just has all these pictures with, Freaking gears. gears. They're gears. <laughs> I, I think I'm right. Gears of I think war. I might, I might be in there. Gears of war. Yeah, that's all it'll be. It's just nothing. But very odd. Very odd that that kind of does work out a little as, you know, you end up having Oswald looking and only can find capers in his deal, which I don't know. That's kind of a, a funny joke with the capers there because, you know, they have the capers. Oh, inspired, Jim. But he, close. he ends up also having. But wouldn't they be because the capers you would die? You end up having the sardines there, and he's like, okay, but the problem is he's not paying attention. Dexter, who now has learned enough. Well, Dexter then is just watching TV where the news report's all about, you know, people who go to Arkham Asylum are worse off than they would be. They go crazier, and bad shit happens, you know, because of people who go to Arkham Asylum. He's just sitting there watching this. Yeah. The news lady keeps saying this with different, like, you know, inflections on different things about how this is the problem. He's like, God damn it, my mommy's there. <laughs> I know. The weird play is if you do it's end up looking... At the one point when he's down and he's gathering up his equipment down in the cave, whatever, you end up having the TV screen behind him. And I swear to God, that's just his mom there. They're like, yeah, look at this. Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, I got to go help her. Gets his backpack. He's ready to go. A lot of people didn't like this part or anything with this because of the idea that Dexter then is able to just kick ass. I thought it was pretty funny. I'm not a fan of that either because spending a couple of days with Oswald Cobblepot, you know, 
learning explosive, how to freaking pick locks and shoot fire. Maybe it's longer stuff. than it we've do, been. You know, I don't know. It doesn't able to freaking, you know, kick two dudes in the face, grown-ass men, and take them down. But Eric, when a, he does it, it reminds me boy. of you. His glasses are falling off as he kicks them. It made me laugh. But yeah, you end up where well, this is. not jumping that the, high. The, the weird play of this is, is that you end up setting up a lot with Dexter. You end up having all this stuff going down. And when you do end up getting what we wanted, you realize maybe we didn't really want to see him full out acting as a, you know, boy tyrant, the, the little Robin the boy And the thing is, I did, but in a world where he had been a part of this I'm for saying a while. Maybe it was one of those that we just enjoyed him training to do it. It's just too soon to Agreed. see him do that. It's way too where, soon. And in that, you do have a lot of rumors, a lot of people, you know, whispering in my ear and even on the Slack, some people had said, I forget who it was, but they had talked to some people. And there seems to be a bunch of tie-ins or things coming out of the series that we may actually get some miniseries and things like that. And it would have been funny to save that. See, that, that worries me, too, because that makes me think that things aren't going to be tied up here to where the point where we just get Dr. Batman back to the main universe. Or maybe just the flashway becomes its own thing. But if it does, you're still living in a shitty world. Infinite Earth, sir. But I think that maybe it's the idea. It's selling and they need things to sell and we might see side stories. I don't know. We'll have to see. And maybe that isn't real. Maybe people are making it up. I don't know. I just hope that's not the case because people are going, people already complain about this being a Flashpoint story and who didn't like Flashpoint. If you go back to Flashpoint, we joke about the idea, you know, there was just 20 tie-ins to Dark Crisis. I feel like there was 50 tie-ins to Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But these are, it's a weird deal. It wasn't like a Tie-in, it was more of a continuation. But like you, you said, what, what does yeah, that mean? Spin-off. Does that mean that it doesn't end up stopping? Or does it mean when it's things get reset, we have it? Yeah, maybe we have some weird things. And that's the big point. When you end up having Batman, and that's why I thought of the idea of that being Batman in that dream world. He's in an Omniverse-type deal, even a little section, Poggy Norris, but he's trying to intersect it with Hypertime here. And that's what causes the big destruction at the end. Still a little confusing of what it would be. But in the actual story here, if you don't like seeing Dexter kick some ass because he is a little small, I still like seeing Oswald lose his mind that he fucked up and he doesn't know where well, Dexter even- is. And he's desperately trying to get Thomas to go and help the kid because he does seem like he has taken a liking to him. I mean, it really feels like he likes Dexter. He's you can't let that kid go to Arkham. By- eh, it doesn't and Thomas matter. Wayne doesn't give a shit. He is no, trying he to get to the bottom of this because he wants this world to die and he wants his son to be, you know, Batman, have the main universe again because that's what he believes is happening right now where the time was rewritten. He's back in his own universe and his son doesn't exist the way we we would normally exist. Think about it. So, like, I don't care what happens to Dexter then. He can go fuck off for all I care. I'm going to get to the bottom who the clockwork killer is because I need to get to the bottom of this and just end this world and get back to Earth Zero. Yeah, and you end up having, you know, boss. yeah, I'm telling you, Oswald it's has been such a, a simp, right? He's a boss. He's not a simp. He gets He's upset a good here. Guy. Well, I'm saying he gets upset and actually slams his oh, hand okay. on the simp deal. Simp from when we were growing up means something different now. Yeah, no, no. He ends up where he was just, you know, he was never going to say anything or, yeah. you know, step up. And he gets upset then and just ends up, boom, right on the table and says, you have to stop. We're talking about a kid. He's there. He's going up there. Come on, let's go. And he's like, ah, get out of here. He doesn't want to be involved. He's putting together this clock. And it is a funny play. He knows and Thomas knows what he's doing. He hasn't quite explained it to Oswald. So when Oswald comes in and says, we got to help this kid, Dexter, he's like, no, 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 I'm putting together a clock. 
you talking about? A clock? We gotta go get this. Look, I'm all about hobbies too, boss. We got some big deals right now. What a clock! I gotta watch here, boss. Let's go. And yeah, he ends up looking and he sees, you know, a clue as Dexter is going. And again, I would have liked to have seen Dexter use what he had learned. Why did he take in the a way guns of home alone? Away, though I'm telling you, he comes down. He's not he a guns in, guy. He sneaks into know. the Arkham Asylum. He comes out of a grate, kicks these two guards in the face. Nice, too takes much. Takes his guns, takes the clips out, and then throws the guns away. This is the Flashpoint universe. I know your father was gunned down and stuff like that, your sister and stuff like that. It's all terrible. Maybe that's why. But from all we've seen really here is that you wanted to learn guns. And I feel like this is something that you would do to like, Maybe protect yourself. Maybe he was like Batman. Boy. He learned guns and is good at them. But he, the, the, the know, play here, ago. the weird deal about it, again, I don't know how much time has taken in between or whatnot, but it does seem very quick. I would have rather have had Home Alone. I would have rather, him, oh, my God, an explosion goes. These guys run off. He sneaks out. He grabs this. That would have been a better play than him actually doing a Jean-Claude Van Damme flying, you know, split kick. kick. No, these guys that are getting kicked would be like, all right, kid, neither of them would move. I mean, he'd end up doing that and then falling on the ground. Uh, So, yeah. Like the idea of Dexter Den coming in here, it's just if you took the the movie in the 90s, the three ninjas seriously, just imagine them doing training for two days to be the three ninjas. Exactly. And in that, I wish that we saw more like. You end up with the guns and he throws them away. So why even deal with that before? Why not deal with all of a sudden? I wanted him to have the guns. Well, I know. But in this, you want to get the idea of, oh, that's why he wanted to do that. He always wanted to go save his mom. I wanted him to be more traps and tricks and, you know, Ewok village this shit. You guys give up? You're thirsty for more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he learns all this weird stuff. Or has tech. I mean, wouldn't it be funny if he ended up having some freeze gun? somehow is there which may not make sense that but make sense, no. you end up maybe he built it i don't know but the guys slip i want all the home alone shit i want their hair on fire all that stuff but yeah so he's doing that to go get his mom the he wants his mom when he finally does get reunited with his mother mommy has changed a bit because now she's the flashpoint two-face where half her face is all messed up and she's talking crazy to him as she holds him tight oh my boy but like She's talking to herself. There's somebody else talking like out of her mouth. It's not his mother. And he just looks worried the entire time. And he I think is he's worried. Hugging his mom as hard as he can because he's afraid to look at her. Because I know I would be. I would be too. But, you know, the play might actually be the idea. Oh, my God. Arkham already changed it because that's why he was going yeah. there. And he's like, and then oh, she in even more says, sense, you mean. well, yeah, yeah. And then she even says, like, yeah, oh, that's why your dad was going to take you. Like, what? What is that going to do? Oh, my and then you end up hearing, you know, another voice, things all going down. And it's pretty crazy as back in the mansion, Oswald's still desperately trying to get Thomas. Like, come on, but let's I put just this don't understand and go the connection him. here where we have Bruce, uh, Thomas Wayne putting together this clock. And he looks at this idea of like this identification on one of the cogs and stuff like that. And you have Oswald talking about how he has some files that uh, that Harvey Dent had like hidden away and stuff like that. You're not going to believe this. Like, hang on, this file, this one's on Gilda. You need to read this, boss, boss, wait. And like, when you have the idea that something's going on, secret files that Harvey Dunn had about Gilda, when Thomas then goes to the clock, like the grandfather clock that opens up the back cave and stuff like that, and you see the cogs actually match the grandfather clock that opens the back cave, and it looks like it might even be from that freaking cog. The idea that time is being manipulated, like at the same time that's going on here, where like, as far as I'm concerned, this is how I took it. The grandfather clock still has all its cogs. It doesn't work, but... There are identical pieces, like there's like a copy of the grandfather clock, and those are the pieces that are being put into these people. 
But when you have a wall that's opened up inside Gilded Dense Cell in Arkham Asylum, and an actual wall opens up like you opened up the Lament Configuration Puzzle Box in Hellraiser, and the wall just slides open, and you have Martha Wayne Joker come laughing her ass out. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing yeah, right now. It seems like she somehow is a paradox herself now again, and the whole day, I don't know. We're going to have to see. Because at the same she time comes as that out. goes, the, the freaking we, the stuff that Bruce Wayne took out of the Time Master's vault, Rip Hunter's vault, where you have Jenny Slater's watch wrapped around the freaking snow globe, the snow globe itself cracks. And the idea then there's temporal energy that's freaking blowing things to pieces because it's hyperspace touching the actual time and space. And then there's the, like the dangerous yeah, it's omniverse energy. hitting hyper time and those things can, like you can't cross the streams, exactly. it looks like. And this is the opening, that's it blue seems shift like maybe. energy, Mr. Wayne. It's created when the omniverse comes into direct contact with hyper time. When time meets space, it's the most dangerous energy on either side of the divine continuum. Surprised you didn't know that. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's but like, hey, Gorky, shut your mouth. I'm telling you, there's all this crazy stuff going it's on. It's crazy. And, at and the I've end. been, I've been into it this entire time because I want to know, like, I'm in for these overall gigantic stories, especially when they make sense at the end of how it all works out. But at this point in time, for the first time, because I usually like to jump to some weird conclusions, say I'm on the trolley here. Well, what about this? What about that? Like we were doing at the beginning, like the idea of maybe this is Batman's dream world during Dark Crisis. That's some fun stuff. But when we get to this point in time, with secret files about Gilda that Oswald is all concerned with, but then you have Martha Wayne Joker coming out of the fucking walls of Arkham Asylum laughing, breaking time and stuff like, you lost me. I am well, it's the weird up. deal, and you end up getting, you know, Thomas himself was a paradox. He even says at the beginning, you end up having Flash, Reverse Flash being that as well, but that ended. You end up yeah, having that. Now, the, yeah. only, the only thing I can think of when you have this, and it is a, it's piece of a clock of somewhere else, like maybe not even time, but of space as well, the omniverse. That's, I wonder if, you know, you end up having Martha is not that's not the Martha from this Flashpoint universe. She's actually from the Omniverse is coming in. And that's the intersection of that and the hyper time or vice versa. It's very odd. And I think that that might be the Why play. The that's what's that's what's breaking time. And it, again, I don't know. You know, you have him opening up the cave. Then she's there. Maybe it's just a wonky dick deal of art like it looks like there's a bed or so like maybe the wall maybe she's going through well, there a door. is the bed I don't there know. and then the wall behind the bed and gilda's cell just yeah it's, it's weird the deal of what that would be or how you but do not it like there's right. a hidden door i mean like, i know i don't know up. we'll have to see yeah because there's like who's that a friend i'm telling you this is just like hell it's like you open the box we yeah, came it is. i mean in that yeah you do have it like kind of like go ahead there's a crack it doesn't look right but yeah it does open you you see it there but and yeah, if anybody looks who like, doesn't know who did read Flashpoint previously or the times that dealing with Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne killed herself. She's the Joker of this time, but she killed herself at the end of that Batman tie-in. So and she's so, been dead. And so where's this Martha from? Is it from the deal? Is she going time? But she must be a paradox of herself. And even that that's what's getting that temporal and energy gone. Hopefully it's explained more. The secret of the Flashpoint beyond. I'm like, yes, please tell me the secret. Yes, we have to see. I saw some people thinking, again, when I told you that some people were saying there's going to be tie-ins or other books, they thought that was the title of another book, but it just just seems like the next issue. Like, even when you have the situation where that, you know, that that blue shift energy is, like, pouring through wherever we are, the back cave, wherever Bruce Wayne is, but, like, of course, the other way around is true, too. I mean, your mom, she had a lot of secrets, had a lot of problems, things you don't know about, things from her past, things you didn't realize your dad was going to have to face in there. You see, I warned you, Batman, I really did. You don't know everything about everything this time. You don't know the truth about your mom. I'm like, 
what does that mean outside? Like, I'm telling you, you don't know the truth. If you tell me you don't know the truth about your flashpoint, mom, I can understand that. But what are you getting at the idea you don't know the truth about your mom? And we'll have to see. We'll have to see what's going on. And there's a lot of times they get that wacky stuff of, oh, you don't know that. And we get, or I don't well, know. There's a whole thing in the or Batman movie. Bruce Steele. I, I, about I the idea know. that, like, uh, Thomas Wayne did some underhand stuff in the Batman movie where, like, you know, he was keeping secrets because his Martha Kane was in Arkham for a little while and he didn't want people to know. So he went to freaking did some, you know, underhanded stuff to keep that stuff quiet. I'm like, is that where we're getting that back? Or are we getting back to Lincoln March? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to say. I'm actually, I'm intrigued, but intrigued in a way of, yeah, that, like you said. At points, we had theories, and we even have theories here, but I thought that this stuff with Dexter, we wanted that, but it does show this is the fourth issue. You end up, you know, kind of setting some things up. You don't really have as hard a hitting issue as we usually do, but they better explain some things and explain them quick. This is the first time I feel lost and very, like, not into what we're doing right now. I feel like the idea is it's left me behind. Like Flashpoint Batman, he put together a clock and did an autopsy nearby a thon. Like the autopsy in the gears. Okay, I'm fine with that. But then he's building a clock. All the stuff with Dexter Dent, he's been like the heart and soul of him and Oswald this entire time. Now he's just going off in this, it's out of, it's not, I can't even see out of character just because we don't know the character very well, but it's moved ahead like five years where he's able to do these things that I don't want him to do because it doesn't make any sense. So we're just invading this. We have all of this blue shift energy, resurrections, walls opening up, and I'm like, you, I don't know. I'm telling you, I like the art in this a lot, and I'm still on board with this series. But this issue really let me down. I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. Martha's the clockwork killer, the, the yeah. sort of things going on. And I think that maybe they should have explained it more, too, because the idea that he's getting the gear and he's like, right. oh, my God, I recognize this, like almost felt like at like one point that, that he was missing one gear and he went and got it. But no, That's it's a replica. And so with and that, it- I well, I think that it is. I think it's the exact. That's why you have that. And do you, do we know that gears and clocks at that point have unique, you know, numbers? Ooh, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wish that it was explained. I, you have Gear. Oswald there. Oswald there is, you know, the perfect guy to go. I don't understand, boss. And then he could Please. say, well, the, there's only these. This is unique. They only made one. How could there be two? Oh, my God. This is either from a time or it's from another universe it's from another earth explain that a little more the way they did i thought that they thought that was the big giant moment there and i think it fell a little flat because of the idea how this whole thing together when on his workbench in the back cave you have an actual whole plaque a clock face with arms and stuff like that where then he then rushes upstairs to the freaking grandfather clock he has rips the face off that to look inside i'm like what it looked like ahead of time did it look exactly the same because he saw that though a tompion four five four three i'm like ah what i thought nope. that that was like nope. i i love it where he said that's it i'm like is that a character we don't know that old though tompion i mean oh my goodness i oh, can't judy garrick I, I can't believe it's them uh but when he went up i think that when he saw the same deal i'm like i don't know like i don't know that that's the thing i'm not a clockwork guy i have no idea I can't, I'm so poor I can't pay attention, Eric, right? Does that what? work? I don't know. No. I was trying to do a time joke, but it no, wasn't going late. well. Now, there you go. Oh, I am. But when he sees that, though, Tompion 543, and oh my God, it's the same. I, I didn't, it didn't really oh, wow me. Though, to- Tompion 458, not on my watch. And you're kind of reeling from that of like, what does that mean as you're going forward? And then, oh my God, Martha. <laughs> Blue shift energy. Yeah, like, uh, it does get a little wonky at the end, but hopefully this is to set up like, oh, my God, this is so clever and it works out. Remember the idea where me and you 
will always go with the idea of the overall story is by Jeff Johns. He came up with this, so I would think that this will be clever by the end and it will end up making sense. But sometimes that's not the case with them. So Shazam. But we'll see, Eric. But I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I still did like it. Yeah, you said 6.5. I'm a little more positive than you. I thought the art was really good. I do think that we missed a beat a bit with Dexter. You could have had it just been more. And it would have been hilarious if it was really like, and have him go, yes, when he's doing stuff and really ape it. you have him go there and you have some security guard with a heart of gold who just might not be all that intelligent where like Dexter thinks he's going to do all this stuff and it's just the security guard. He fails utterly and you're like, oh, you want to see your mommy? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I would have actually the way this plays out, you really didn't need, I mean, it's funny when Oswald's like, oh boss, I messed up and he didn't care. But maybe Oswald goes with them and kind of, I don't know. like Penguin in a boy's store, Mark of Asylum. And then, yeah, and you have Penguin doing wacky stuff where they're centering on him and he just sneaks in. Now, if he was dressed up as something to now, now we're getting somewhere. But yeah, Penguin and the boy again. Yeah, so hopefully it, it rebounds a bit. Not even rebounds for me. I just want some explanations. But Eric, that world without a Just League Batman, gears all over the place, gears every which way but loose. But we're going to go off right now to some mail. It is time for the mail, Eric. And if anybody wants to get involved in the mail section, that's making a comeback a bit. At one point, people stopped mailing us. I think that it was all because of you. You scared them off, Eric. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, really. Uh, But you end up mailing at WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com. Just like I Love Punchline starts out things. And I don't know about I Love Punchline, but just for you, Eric, I just want to remind you. I'm a little Mary. I am a little Mary. I forgot that I had that. You asked to have that as a soundbite. There you go, Eric. So good. You're welcome. You know, I'm like a little that. Mary. I I'm a that. little Mary. I'm a little Mary. I should have actually said that at the beginning when I ended up not playing the game, as I am want not to do. It would have been pretty funny, but people wouldn't have known what I was saying, but you would have giggled. They still but don't. I love Punchline, who also might go by Honeyberry Cootie Doodles, goes, hello, Jim and Eric Shea. Proper for you. Proper. I trust you both read the latest Crisis on Infinite Final Dark Identity Metal Earth or whatever they're calling it these days and seen the amazing news. He says, isn't it nice of Alexis K? I I, I love the idea. I always forget her name, uh, a.k.a. Punchline, to allow all those washed up B-tier villains like Black Mana, Sinestro and Grodd. You know, we call those has-beens. Yes, really. And now it's, you know, Punchline's team. Not only now that. Now it's Punchline, freaking the Cobblepot kids, freaking yeah. the Vengeance, Aiden the daughter of Bane. And Addison, yeah, Vengeance, time we got for the them next all. generation, the legacy Holy characters. Holy crap, we, got, we need more now. We got to really get all the people out. Joker's daughter's like, why couldn't this have happened years ago? Not only Nobody that. Nobody about she, you years ago. She even let Lex Loser, Lex Loser. Keep the Legion of Doom uh, Little just to make him happy The sheer grace and humility of Punchline Never ceases to amaze I'm willing to bet Eric Shea has finally found his favorite team roster Of all time, right? It just doesn't get any better than this He likes the I, I team lo- roster I, I do enjoy the team roster This is a little it's a little bloated with the idea Like, oh, and here's all, the, like not all But a shit ton of the rogues So I'm like, 
I like a fine selected thing from each of the villains of the like, you know, it always goes back when you have a Legion of Doom. Even Scott Snyder was trying to do it with his Justice League run, like, hey y'all, you like the cartoon Super Friends with the Legion of Doom, huh? Well, I'm gonna try to do that again, but sans a few characters. And when you end up having that, it's funny if you do end up coming up with a roster of the Legion of Doom in the way that I you say that. that you like. You really start to realize that Wonder Woman, not the greatest of rogues gallery. Of you say I mean, that, you but like on that. the proper Legion of Doom back in Super Friends, she had Gigana and Cheetah on the freaking team. Yeah, they're they're not great villains, Eric. They are great villains. Hey, no, not compared to others. I mean, they are kind of goofy in my mind. Especially when Giganta's your You're second. You're right, Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> well, there you go. But Gorilla Grodd's one of the many rogues, because they actually throw in all the rogues a lot of times. But Gorilla Grodd. That guy's a cannibal. He eats brains, Eric. I mean, he's Sometimes. bad ass. It does make me wonder, though, what is the rest of the event going to be about? I mean, the entire conflict's basically solved now. As soon as the Great Darkness and Pariah learn about Punchline's involvement, it's all over, Eric. There's no way any members of this little bad guy squad would dare to go up against her. It's going to be uh, a complete slaughter. You like the band Slaughter, headed by no. Mark Slaughter? No, I they don't. They did that, uh, you know... Uh, up All Night was my favorite, but they also did that song like you're going to fly with the angels. And I can't wait. That's right. Well, maybe. Well, anyway, it looks like DC Comics is finally on the rise. As soon as Doomsday, Necron, Upside Down Man, Eclipso, Ares, Darkseid, and Neron will get suplexed to the ground single-handedly like by somebody in there. <laughs> And there you go. You even have, you know, Ares. Yeah. Ares. I guarantee all the books will start getting back on track again. It's all Alexis. We didn't realize. It's going to the new age for DC, though. I'm going to miss hearing the punchline is actually everybody else is the joke. Here's the thing he says. He he wishes that it would get better like this. But the problem is he's not going to be able to hear us talk about it. This is his big announcement. You know why? Because, Eric, you'll give everything a 10 and you'll be out. He tricked us. After all, once Eric Shea realizes every comic is going to be a 10 out of 10, you'll have no choice but to end reviewing forever. Thanks for the good times, and I love Punchline. He just wants me to say it. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah, yeah, she's on the team, and I didn't hear as many people complain as they did with Harley on the Just League. So Makes more sense to me. Yeah, there you go. I mean, Harley's up in space. It's funny, too, when you see that panel in Dark Crisis with Harley in space with Killer Frost. When I just saw it, and I can't see the greatest, but I saw it, I'm like, why is there two Harleys in space? What the fuck's Uh, going on? I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, it's like you can't see, but the faces are exactly alike. And then you see the hair. Luis is next. And Luis says, hello, Jim, Eric. I wonder and how they got me. a hold of like Sinestro and New Corrigan to get a hold of me. Like, hey, you want to be a part of the Legion of Doom again? I, I, where was Zod? I, I need to know where he is. Eric. Zod hello. is on New Krypton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get them all. They're all in these new places. Get them like, all, all together. Sudden, I think they're all back to Earth. Exactly. I think they're all in the same neighborhood. New Honestly, Corrigan, Zod New should be Krypton. a part of the Freak of Legion of Doom. That'd be badass. Be. He should be. And if we're going to do it, make it that giant crazy Zod that we had in that no. stupid Rob Williams suicide <laughs> but that was like gigantic. <laughs> that gigantic. Well, okay, you think gigantic is silly, but you make a, a Zod gigantic, now he's cool? He's still Zod. How about this? This is part of my Gigantic is cool. My Legion of Doom includes all those pricks that come out of the bottle of Candor. Bottle City had they always mad. I had them on the side, right? They're in there. Honestly, it's not cool. a bad idea. If you don't have, like, Slade, like, coughing in their mouths and shit like that, oh, that you have an army weird. of Kryptonian. Now, the thing is, though, 
then you have an army of Kryptonians after this is all said and done. You never want to enlarge and release no. the Kandorians. No, I mean, that's why, bad stuff. that's why Superman always keeps... <laughs> oh, like, no, really, we don't have him big in he technology. Pretends, that's, he pretends that they don't have the technology. They have the technology. We only he's have like, shrink rays, not in big and rays. He's there in his, you know, fortress of solitude, sitting there, leaning back, and, and the funny play is up, last Kryptonian. No, you're not, but still... He's like, if I, let, if I let all these assholes out, then I'm not special at all. You can stay there. Yeah, we're still working Where's on Kara? it. Candor. <laughs> I know. It's, it's weird. The last son. Of- yes. <laughs> Except for Lorzad. <laughs> Except for Lorzad. I mean, this is the problem. It never works out. He's pissed, and he really well, doesn't want Well, technically, Lor was born after Krypton was destroyed. Yeah, so. still. You know, and John's kind of like last half son. And yeah, yeah, that uh, deal where we're back to Louis. Question of the week. He says, during Comic-Con, they announced a Batman and Spawn crossover again, which I thought nice. was pretty cool. What crossover would you like to see redone or would like to see? How about you? The thing is, I feel like we talk about this a lot for some reason. I don't know if it's on podcast or off podcast, but I'm always going to go with the same thing because back in the day during the New 52 or maybe even before that, the Wildstorm imprint had like the like the Nightmare on Elm Street property. It had the Friday the 13th property. And I always wanted to go back to this whole 90s era kind of crossover stuff where I have Batman versus Jason Voorhees, and I really want you know Superman versus Freddy Krueger because he might be Superman in the real world, but when he's sleeping, when he's in his dreams, that's where Freddy's the Superman. I want to see that, that crossover. True, but Superman does not have nightmares. Eric. Also, I want to see Flash and Candyman because then you go to the Mirror Verse as well with Mirror Master Ooh, and Candyman. Superman only had one nightmare ever. I mean, so Freddy's done. He's dead. Because I thought about that recently too, out of nowhere. Like, but he don't dream. He don't have he nightmares. Don't dream. He doesn't have the nightmares, but he does. And dream that's how he wins at the end. Because that's how he ends up. You don't realize it, the devil wins at the end. Like, all I would of your think stories. this weird thing. Like, you know, because if you, it depends on what continuity you go with. Because Freddy Krueger is going to go at like to keep Freddy Krueger alive. The continuity is always going to get screwed because they killed all the freaking dream kids in the fourth movie and everything like that. But the idea is like. You know, back in the day, there was this filthy child murderer. And during the time where the Kents were going cross-country during a vacation, they got together with the rest of these parents and burned this guy alive. And now Clark Kent is the last Elm Street kid because of what his uh, mom and pa Kent did all those years ago. And then he's saved by Dreamer. Right? No, that's, that's, that's awesome. terrible. And, and then Superman's a dream warrior. And you got Doc and playing in the background. He's the dream warrior. Oh, my. Uh, I would like to see like the big deal that the Avengers just like that they had before the George Perez deal. But if I was going to go just to have fun, like you're saying, screw it, Terminator and Cyborg. Let's go with that. Let them go. Well, on I'm telling you, other, even right? the idea where it was RoboCop versus Terminator in that original crossover was because of RoboCop. The Skynet would become sentient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, screw it. I want all of the characters you've already mentioned, including the Universal Monsters, everything just versus the Justice League. That's what I want. I want them all. In a row. We well, can see the creature Predator, commandos then, too. Alien creature commandos on the side. It's actually a crisis of infinite horror movie characters, is what I'd call it, Eric. The Sounds awesome, like a cop out to the, me. The, the whole Green Lantern Corps, they're going against the aliens and the Predators. But come on now. On Flash and on. Candyman with fucking Mirror Flash Master in the Mirrorverse. Oh, my goodness. And uh, yeah, you could have that. That would be they say If you cool. say his name five times in the mirror. Mirror oh master comes. God, what do you? Yeah, what do you do in the mirror verse, <laughs> though? You, you, holy crap! But yeah, 
I, I actually, I'm like, looking all of forward a sudden, to this Scudder goes missing. And friggin', you know, like, uh, Barry has to get to the bottom. So, like, what's going on? What's going on in the Mirrorverse? Nobody's seen Mirror Master whatever. It's Candyman who's taking him out and stuff like that and still come to Central City. How about, how about what we can have? We can have a boys and Justice League crossover just so Superman could beat the shit out of Homelander and end that nonsense argument of people I see. Homelander's so much better than the Supermans. You're crazy. Uh, but yeah, I would like just the real big one again. It would really help DC. I don't know that Marvel, even though people are a little down with them as Marvel well, but they're DC? selling more. Yeah, the Marvel versus DC deal. Uh, but do it in a way that actually get some balls and have some winners when they're going against each other and stuff like that would be pretty crazy, Eric. But yeah, that is that. But yeah, I knew that you would want all of your Freddy's always the one, and we well, have talked you, I really about want it. I the idea of like you know, Joker goes missing or something like that, where a, a, a bunch of murders take place in Camp Crystal Lake, New Jersey, and Detective Batman goes on the case and comes across the Revenant Jason Voorhees when he's out actually looking for you know a Gotham escapee who he thinks actually to blame. That would be pretty cool. So yeah, that that would be neat. I mean, if they're going to do some things like that, they you know, like you said, at one point the Wildstorm stuff had a bunch of these properties and things like that. And they like all that. sucked, but yeah. I read all everyone, and I would keep reading them, even if they did continue to suck. Didn't Jimmy Palmiotti do a bunch sure of those? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, thanks for the question of the week, Louise. And we will now go back to the regular podcast. Thanks for both of those mails. And if you want to get involved in the mail, all you have Robin to do versus is email Chucky. us. Yeah, that'd be Damien versus yeah. Yeah, Damien Robin versus Chucky would be hilarious. That would actually be pretty good. Uh, but yeah, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. He wants to put his soul in the body of the boy wonder, so one day he'll grow up to be Batman. My goodness gracious, but we're going to go off right now to finish the podcast with two more books. He got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine, read it to his fingers blend. Been reading comics most of his life Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jake quit, Knuckles got married Godless was never gonna get far When he looks back now Did he have a father ever? And now that he has a choice He told Jesse what that And yes, I, I hope that at one point you just went up to Jess and said, Jess, I'll marry you never. <laughs> I don't want to talk cried. to her. Oh, my goodness. And then she's like, what? You don't love me? And you say, ooh. And that's it. Her, the day is done. But we have two more books to go. And I don't know about you, Eric. Who ordered the steak? Who ordered the steak? We're going to find out in a minute. Or will we? I'm not sure, Eric. I'm not telling I'm trying to get my notes up is what I'm Obviously. doing, Eric. And it's DC versus Vampires in. number eight. And it is uh, called A Long Day's Journey. It is. Okay. It's written by Matthew Rosenberg. These are which, not notes. These are just the credits. No, I, I have them here. I actually was going to tell you, we should probably like mention the stories because it does give you the part one or two or whatnot of it. The only reason I did it was because of the, and if you mention now, you'll say I did do the uh, Catwoman one. In the back of the Batman, that's why I started doing that, because you, you get the numbers, Eric. Like, oh, this is two or three, you know. 
I don't know, Eric. Okay. It's Matthew Rosenberg writing this is it with the story. Eight of Twelve <laughs> with the story by James Tyne in the fourth. He's not necessarily writing it anymore. I just want to point that out because I even see some reviews on the internet. So they're like, "Man, James Tyne does it again!" Oh my goodness, it's not really. And it's also the idea too of saying maybe a Jeff Johns in the Flashpoint Beyond. He's not really writing day to day, page to page, but he has the overall deal. But art by Otto Schmidt. Daniela Di Nucleolo, right? And then Eric, one of my Obviously. favorites, Per Luigi Casolino. Per Luigi. Eric. Worse, the way you're and saying that. Tom, no, I actually looked it up and that's how no, you're no, saying it. No, no, the way you're saying it. Oh, well, you, you don't like that? Okay. Per Luigi. Tom Napolitano. Here we go. We have the DC vs. Vampires number eight. We ended up having the six issues come out and then there was that long delay. Then we ended up having killers. And whatever the heck else with it, hunters, and then all out war. And I think at this point, I'm confused of what's going on. And I really think in my mind, world back, Jim. Well, I I don't really get this scope or concept because we never see really the bad guys. We never see what's going on. We just were told they took over, and I I don't even know who is on the team anymore. Yeah, we got blood farms. We have Dick Grayson. We got the Grayson. But with that, I'm not getting that feel of, oh, my God, you know, things are ramping up or, oh, my God, we've got to do this or do that, because I'm kind of still I feel like I've been left behind to this whole world and the overall story. And, yeah, the overall story is the vampires pretty much won. Yeah. Now we got to fight back. But I just never in my I just don't feel like I have a footing in this book. I even said to you at points in this progression of scenes in this. I start to get confused. Like, did we see this before? Was this set up? What's going on? Because we do end up starting out where, you have, you know, that back and forth little fun. Hey, the, the house of secrets, the house of mystery, they're different things. House you have Constantine. Yeah, you have Constantine bringing Damien and I guess Zaz. I was actually like, is that Zaz? And then I'm like, I guess he's got all those, you know, marks on Vampire him, whatever. But it wasn't really, wasn't really played out very well. But they go in and they're going to the house of mystery where they have, you know, a vampire strung up. They're trying to use magic to convert him back or change him and back into normal. And at what point, normal. though, did Zaz become a, like a, a good know. guy? With, for like, you know, like Damian Wayne seems to be the outlier where he is a vampire, but he is on humanity's side still for some reason. Like, he's he's a good boy vampire, but for some reason out of the lot, like, you know, Nightwing, crazy enough, is the vampire king. The biggest bad there is, but Zaz, why is he the good guy Zaz. here? Zaz, and, and that's what got me here. And again, that's part of this thing where I feel like I'm a little behind here, where if you had a character that was normally an, an anti-hero or, you know, sometimes good, but Zaz? I mean, Zaz is bad to the bone, Eric. I don't know if you know that. Maybe that's why he's able to maintain because he's always been bad. Who ordered the steak? Maybe, but even then, he just seems to be there so he can go. Oh my God, what are you doing to the vampire? We're talking about the idea of vampire rights and stuff like that because when you go to the house of mystery here, we this is like you know the nightlight's been destroyed, our underground freaking sanctuary of the subway is not what it used to be. So we're going to the house of mystery where the real work gets done on the humanity revolution front because we have our big magic users like Felix Faust, Doctor Fate, the Spectre, and the Phantom Stranger. They're trying to figure out a way magically to reverse the effects of vampirism. And we see that right here where they have like Simon all chained up as if he just opened the lament configuration in Hellraiser. And they're trying to do something here, but all they end up doing is blowing up his body, which really sets Zaz off. Like, what about the vampire rights, yo? Yeah, it's very odd. And it, it could this be a what funny scene. It could be a funny scene when this vampire blows up and they're all covered with blood. And the funny thing is a lot of people will Don't get say. Don't in your mouth. 
a lot of people say like, oh my God, this is, you know, Matthew Roseberg. And even when they were coming up with the story, James Tynan, that they're playing off a deceased, this fan. In my mind, it actually plays a lot more like Injustice back in the day. Because if you remember, you'd have each year like, oh my God, this is the year of the magic. And right. then this, but, and it's like condensed in this though. Like this feels like this should be a bigger story that was set up more and actually was something that would have been another season of it if it was just a digital first and coming out like that. Because in this, I just felt like nothing was set up here. We're just kind of going in and, hey, everybody, what happened with the magic people? Well, let's see. And you go in and it's just a weird little scene to then go out of that to go. And we knew that Oliver, Green Arrow, because we go kind of back to their base there. Constantine has obviously gone back. But it felt weird even that, like the progression. But you end up having Oliver, he wants to stop these farms. He wants to well, stop Well, that's the thing is when you have farms. all of these like side stories taking their own paths and stuff like that, and you're trying to figure out how the world is working on humanity's front. But we have all these like differing opinions of what we need to do next to stop the vampire. Like Barbara Gordon, she wants to lead her front back to Gotham because she needs to stake Dick Grayson for being a fucking dick. Okay, she used to Go love him, now she's got to kill him. You know, that's the way things got to be. Constantine. It's like the it's, it's 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 like the Guns N' Roses. Yeah, First, you know, I used to love her. Now I got a killer. But this is Dick Grayson we're talking about. And Green Arrow, he wants to go to Australia because over in Australia they have themselves farms going on. They're sort of like you know using people as food. You know, just maintaining them almost like Matrix style, where the machines were using people as batteries. We're just using them to pump blood out now over here. And Green yeah. Arrow, he wants to get that. And I said that Australia, but we also have to get Supergirl, Supergirl to, a, Australia. to Australia because she is going to like you know get all charged up with sunlight and be the new hope for the humanity. Well, stuff. Remember what so, she's going to do? She's going to get her powers and go up and like blow the clouds away yeah. and end up getting light. That's and show like, the sun that's back. The be all end all. Yeah, yeah, and let the sun kill everybody. It's weird though. Like the progression. Like when you do go jump in we, and the stuff that we do with Constantine, and, where all of a sudden though he's confronted by other magic users who are the vampire magic users. And the next time we see him, he's all burnt the fuck up and says, hey, what's going on? I don't know. They magically took it out of my brain. So I'm like, well, if you, I have a lot going on. Constantine, I don't need you playing magic coy with me over here. I yeah, need you to I tell me what the hell is going on with freaking, you know, Jason Blood vampires, Raven vampires, and freaking Morgan Le Fay vampires. Yeah, is Zorin R going to show up here? What's going on? You Do you get have this, a fail you safe, Constantine? I'm telling you because he's in the House of Mystery. He's like, oh, let's try this. It didn't work. And then that just ends. And then he's there sitting around with Oliver and Black Canary. And then the next thing you know, he's being confronted by it just jumps back and forth in a weird way. And then he's just all bloodied up and he just do me a favor. Go kill those bastards. I'm like, is he dead? Did he die? Did it? What happened? Did he get turned? I don't know. And so when you end up having this, the scenes all felt disjointed. They felt like they were all from a different book. And just shoved in together with just little scenes because even with you know there's clearing you end up with all these magic <laughs> users and stuff. Boy. Look at that guy, he looks like Eddie Monster. You end up where even that when you get these magic user vampires, like that seems like it'd be a cool idea. But again, it's just hey, look, they're vampires. Oh my, we're in trouble now. It's Jason supposed Blood. to be the wow factor of like. Oh my God! Raven, Cersei, Jason, Blood, Enchantress, Margulafay, and Clarion are all at the door, and there's only Constantine. They're all vampires. Oh my God! What's going to happen next? Well, we don't know because we just we seen missing Constantine. Don't remember. <laughs> That's what it seems like. All like, this is, it. and it's such a weird play. And then you go, and again, those should be well moments. I mean, Raven, and they, but what does it mean, and why do you end up where you give this? And I have to imagine with that, because it's the house of mystery they show up at, and we have the idea then that, like, I, I don't know, when I say it's, like, 
Constantine because they show up at the House of Mystery, and I have to assume that's what it is. But does that mean I just he that, was gone by then? I don't right? know. And that's the I thing is, I I don't know. Like, is he back at the freaking like the sanctuary? I don't know where we're hanging out because we did see him with Black Canary before, just where there, Green Arrow yeah. is. And I don't know where that is. Like, are we hanging out at the House of Mystery like, all the time now? Or is this just where the magic users working out? Because the door opens up, and I have to assume that these magical vampires then took out. I don't know how you do it, but took well, out Dr. To Fate, everybody, Phantom Stranger, right? and the Spectre out somehow. Yeah, I mean, really. That's crazy. And even then, the scene ends with Damien and Constantine and Zesler. But even, but even he when goes Constantine- up to Dr. Fate, though, and he goes, do you have what I need? I just thought it was cigarettes because he said, yeah, these are hard to get. He leaves, and then when Jason Blood and them come in, they knock on the door and they go, oh, John came back. Constantine came back. Yeah, And then they answer and it's them, but then Constantine's with Oliver and Dinosaur, when did he go then to get and hurt again, like I, he I did? Think is, I was trying to put it together that way, and it might not even be the case for the whole idea. I, I just know. thought this was some kind of weird because, you know, you have magic users against magic users of vampires, stuff like that. I'm trying to get to the point where Constantine's talking to Black Canary with like the idea like, yeah. um, hey, you, hey, you ever think about old days? Canary used to be a real good time. Like, Yeah, it used to be a good time. That's gross. Like, Stop talking about this. But pretty much, he's going off now and it's just Nothing here, but next time we see him, he's in the freaking floor of Barbara Gordon's room where she wakes up from a sexy dream of Dick Grayson, where he's all burnt up, like, oh my god, Constantine, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, it's just darkness and screaming, and then I don't, like, remember, but what don't you remember? I don't bloody know what I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually think he got caught in the crossfire of Canary and Oliver making sweet love, Eric. They they get a little She's a screamer? Yeah, and he heard the scream, and he's like, I don't know what happened. I heard, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't yeah. really know. I went I went somewhere, and there was a fire. Went where? I can't remember. They did something. It was a race. What was? I don't bloody know, okay? I was somewhere, and there was fo- flames and screaming, and I tried to help them, and the more it burned, the less I knew. I what? don't know where it was or why I was there. I don't know how I got back. How is this possible? I'm not the only magic user in the damn world, you stupid little girl. You Whatever might be I was now. doing, they burned the idea out of my fucking head, and whoever was with me is gone now, too. I'm like, okay. And then he puts a cigarette out in his own fucking hand. I'm like, what are we doing? Now he's just being a show-off there. <laughs> you end up Phantom Stranger Inspector right there and Dr. Bleed. Fate. I know that the people who showed up at that door could be pretty badass, but sure you're, you're, you're going against Spectre, Phantom Stranger, uh, Felix Faust, Dr. Fate. I don't know that they're going to be able to really also just, the vampires. Like, you know, take them over. But with all that, yeah, what's going on? And, and also, that's it, a battle it, I'd want to see. Yeah. I, and it's weird. I just don't. It felt weird. But yeah, you end the sweet love. Then you go and you end up having Caro's just sitting there on a ledge. And you end up having this weird talk that I swear to God, at the end, you were going to see the Adam was a vampire and push Kara off because he keeps going. You better get away from that ledge because people think I'm going to push you. But I'm not going to push you, but I might push you, but I'm not going to push you. Weird talk there, Ryan Choi. It goes Ryan just keeps going with, like, come on, get on because I might push you, but I'm not going to push you. What is going on in this book? And then you just go off then to see sexy Dick Grayson in the dreams of Barbara saying, I know you want to come and get me. And even then when he's like, is that why you're coming? I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah, this idea that he might be waiting and he's going to be able to turn out. So the House of Mystery is there. fucked, we have to assume, at this point in time. So our magic users, they ain't going to find a cure. We know that Azrael's out there waiting in the wings with Lazarus' blood. That, Like, you know, Lazarus that turned him back into a human. We know that Harley Quinn has the magic, like the uh, the scientific magic blood, whatever it is, that kills vampires when they bite into it. And right now she's being worked on by Hugo Strange, Professor Pig, the thinker. 
And Barbara Gordon needs her ass, hit her ass because she's the only person to ever make it out of Gotham alive that, now that Dick Grayson has taken over to, as the King of Vampires. So Barbara Gordon needs Harley Quinn. But then she has to fight all of these bad people who want to experiment on her to get the cure, even though it just seems like they're untoward about what the, how they're doing it and stuff like that. It seems like they're just torturing her while Frankenstein watches and says, I'm the muscle. And that's the weird play of this. I mean, we had the hunters and we had Harley trying to get out of Gotham when we wonder what happened with it. Now, this means, you know, she ended up having that vial, but she ended up taking some, I thought, maybe all. But it seems like that is all that's all in her now. Yeah. But couldn't you just like that was the thing that Lex gave the blood. So if that's the case, you could just take the blood out. You could take the blood to four, but they look like they're torturing her in a way that Barbara is not going to ask. She has to go save her, and I don't know how that was set up very well, that she busts in here and has to fight them to get Harley back, but it's weird. But we it's end up with a crazy odd. birds of prey heading back to freaking Gotham yeah, to take to on the, the King of Vampires, of because what you have is Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Black Canary, and Frankenstein working together to make their way back to Gotham. Yeah, because Frankenstein, lady. You must understand, ma- madam. I want to offer my services. When she he comes out, what do you want, the round twos? No, I offer my services. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this book? I, I get the concept. And overall, you know what's happening. Oliver's going, you know, the blood forms. Okay, yeah. you get Carrie, you got to get her to Australia, and you have a birds of prey deal with Frankenstein thrown in there. They're going to go after Dick Grayson. So at the end, you kind of know what's going on overall, but to get there, there's weird scenes here. But then you have Atlantean vampires coming up to stop the boat that Kara's on. And for 52 days, this is the voyage is going to take. We're going to have to fight off Atlantean vampires, I guess. But the thing is, with this group, you have Black Mana, you have Steel, you have Supergirl all on here. And we have to do this. But also you have Jaina here, who then, because somehow magically, she doesn't know. So it's one of those, like, you know. I don't want to say tropey, but just but that's a silly all this thing is even where, with Constantine. You where know? The idea is one of the Atlanteans blows up, and you have a freaking like a a water t- a bear that pours out of him. Like, tiger, oh my god, what's going on? Be. Is it a tiger for some? Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's a, a tiger. tiger. Yeah, for some reason, when it first bursts out of his chest, it looked like a bear to me. But you have a water tiger. Like Jaina, how are you able to do that? I don't know. Once my brother Zan died, I was able to do both our powers together. How's that? I don't know. Well, I guess we don't have to explain it because you don't know. Where'd Constantine go? He don't know. <laughs> we had the finger. We thought that that was a cool play, but she should just have her power. She should have her power, and then she should also, like, if you have the finger there, the idea of touching, touching her brother's thumbs allows her to freaking do, like, because before That's you have the to Wonder, Wonder Twin, Twin powers, powers activate. activate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She and should just have her she powers. just has that, and she can turn into animals. And instead, though, it's a combo. We thought this was weird because last issue or it whatever, Remember the issue before? I think it was yeah. a fuck up because he accidentally had her have water power. She didn't have water and animal power at that point. We were like, what the fuck happened? She switched powers. I think this is a backdoor way of saying, oh, that was this. And it doesn't even make any sense. And if it does make and sense, you tell to. me out because you don't try. You could just say, well, we have this connection. And when his was severed, I ended up getting both because that's how it worked on our planet. I don't know. But they don't even do anything, and then she just has the finger. I will tell you this: though, I feel really bad for Jaina here because I wanted the series to be focused on her, like you know, Jaina yeah, Vampire Slayer. Because a, a little mini with her this time, it's personal because her brother was killed and stuff like that, where she becomes Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I wanted that so bad. But she, I feel bad for her because at the end of this, our three stories come together where you have a panel showing everybody doing their thing. You have like the pseudo birds of prey looking badass walking into the Gotham. You have 
Green Arrow's trying to stop the blood farms on his own. And then you have Steel Black Man and Supergirl on the boat making weird Australia. I'm like, but but Jane is a part of that crew now. Why isn't Jane featured with the rest of them on <laughs> yeah, that boat? She's down below. She's tired. Eh? But yeah, and even then saying Poor like, Jana. oh, how how how'd you do this, Jaina? What happened? She's like, eh, I turned myself in the water. The Atlanteans drank me down when I, they were I, breathing. I, I turned myself in and the I water. Go. I was in the ocean and I made sure that that Atlantean breathed me in. I'm like, yeah, wow. You know, the Atlantean that you knew would be the only one in, that would jump all on that the boat. Ocean. And yeah, and, and end up where that was going to be the one that, that, that grabbed Kara. But like that, that was just coincidence. Now like, I just need to know how specific the power is when you turn into water, what you really know, how it works out, stuff like that. Because the thing is, you turn yourself in the water. This is not a power you've been used to your entire life because you turn into animals. So you're, you're a freaking bucket of water in the Atlantic Ocean or like whatever, or Pacific Ocean. Like, how, how else, like, are you able to move along the other bits of water to be able to breathe and then blow out of people as fucking water tigers? This ends up where when you ended up in, I, again, the idea that Tynan and Matthew Rosenberg were doing this together, they were going to do it, Tynan left, hey, I'm going to go with the story. I think that we're seeing the bullshit Matthew Rosenberg come in here. I think that they took that little break for him to kind of get these other things going and catch up or maybe get some story going. But again, we have stuff like, you know, tests for things that he does, even the grifter deal that we had in Urban Legends, which we were really liking. It fell apart by the end. Well, because of all that halo shit. <laughs> I think this is starting to fall apart because of all the just shit. I don't see the story. The idea that you had that jump without ever showing any up oh, vampires one. Oh my God, we're going to fight. One but I never later. get anything like what is going on. And then all of a sudden in this, in a book that you are writing the story and setting this up, you have two characters specifically say, I don't know how the fuck this shit happened. It just happened. Let's go with it. it why are you doing that? Why are we playing that game? Especially Jaina who, yeah, we liked her and wanted her to be the vampire slayer in this. But you don't necessarily and your fudge. Who's fudging? Why are you fudging your own stake. story? This feels like somebody who has jumped on a story that was already being written, like almost like the Lansing and Kelly when they came in at the end of Grayson, when Tom King and Tim Seeley oh, yeah. left that they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Oh, they tried Nets to is doing some weird Leviathan bullshit. Again, they tried to make heads or tails of it, but this is your own story, Spiral. and it feels like the story has gotten completely away from you and you don't know what the fuck to write. I mean, just it like is the bad. organization, the story, the story spiraled I, out of I'm control. Sitting, yeah, really. I, I'm reading this. I'm like, I, I kind of just want the vampires to win so we could end it. I mean, seriously. Well, I'll tell you this though: when we're getting our ass back to Gotham, this kooky ass Birds of Prey team with Batgirl, Black Canary, cool. Frankenstein, Harley Quinn—that's pretty cool. Especially this whole vampire slayer Barbara look, because this Batgirl costume she's wearing looks so badass. Yeah, but to get there, you needed that Barbara break Harley out. When Harley really is, besides Kara, I mean, they're going, Kara's our only hope. No, no, no. Harley is a big hope, but you end up having Professor Pig. And the, the nonsense is that. And I would have played as a joke where Barbara then, you know, gets Harley down. I wish Egghead was there. Harley is there and she's on there. And you end up where Barbara gets it down. Like, oh, my God, I'm sorry they were torturing. It's like, no, no, no. This, I, I volunteered. <laughs> she liked it. Uh, but no, it didn't make sense from what we saw and what happened. I don't know what was going on, and there we are. Now we have the Birds of Prey in Gotham. We're going to go attack the Grace and whatever. Maybe it'll be like one of those, but we set it in some of these one-shots. Okay, that was kind of not great, but it's setting up to get back to things. Okay, let's get the... And it just seems to be like, why out of nowhere? Like, oh, we don't... It felt like we missed an issue. Each little vignette here felt like we missed a big chunk of story to lead to it. And now here we are. and. 
At the end, though, like you said, I like the team in Gotham. I don't mind maybe seeing all of them. Black Man of Steel, freaking Jane and Supergirl is a cool freaking team going to Australia as well. Oliver's fucked. He's by himself. Nobody wanted to Look, I have the most faith in Oliver because going back to the original covers of this book, you saw Batman and Oliver. I say that now. Batman's dead, so it doesn't work because like. He was on the first covers, but so was Batman. He's dead now, so it doesn't work the way I'm trying yeah, to do Yeah, remember, this. Oliver was one of the first to realize there was a vampire problem. Oh, he ended exactly. up in the shadows, Oliver so. was the man on the scene. He's the freaking guy you go to, and he has projectile fucking wooden things that pierce hearts. I'm on Team Green Arrow. And really, of all these things, Oliver's the guy who has some heart. He's there, and I know Ooh. the idea. It's going to make sure they don't have any. I mean, the other teams are basically saying, listen, we're going big picture. Yeah, there's farms, but the way to get rid of these human farms is to just take out the vampires. On the, the vampire killers on the streets. But I like the idea that Oliver's like, well, as you take that time, people are suffering. I, I can't deal with that. No, I my won't do that by himself. So that's pretty cool. But I'm telling you. If I let this happen, I'll fail my city. It, um, if you go by symbolism, it already looks like he's in those Elysium fields where oh, they're yeah. going through in the grain. I'm like, you're fucked, buddy. You're done. But I, I think have that- expected, like, you know, we'll have him walking through these weird fields and stuff like that. And like in the Lost World, we had those raptors just spreading the grasses. You see them running, but you don't see they see the grass parting. It's just going to be fast as vampires all coming yeah, around him. Vampires. Again, though, if you go with this play where Oliver. Oh, God, it's vampire ace the bat hound. Uh, Oliver there and he's desperately trying to save people by the end you know you get some feels he dies whatnot you're back to injustice again that's exactly what happened when he went to face you know Superman and got the pill and ended up you missed oh did I and then gets completely ripped well everybody's gonna do their job and I hope that everybody completes their mission like with what they're doing Supergirl gets power up brings the sun back Barbara Gordon stakes Dick Grayson and freaking Green Arrow saves the people in the blood farm order the stake Green Arrow did I don't think everybody's making it. Uh, I don't think Eric they are either. I, but the no. three people I just talked about, I think they're going to make it. Order the stake! I think Oliver dies. I think oh, there you. He already did it justice. I think that the big deal is that, you know, him and Canary and Canary's going to blame herself. She didn't go with them. Which I don't need that shit. They need to live halfway ever after. I mean, actually, the person who wins and always does. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. The Wolfman, the wolfman always, always wins, wins Eric. Yeah. That's what happens because everybody never takes him, you know, seriously. Poor Larry. Actually, I would say, do you think the mummy... Is the one they don't take seriously or the creature from well, the, the black? The way you Lagoon. talk about that last mummy movie, I'd say the mummy. Yeah, really, nobody took that seriously. <laughs> oh my, uh, what would you get this? The thing is, I, I still like DC vs. Vampires. This feels like a misstep, though, because I'm still having fun with the situations and the artists. Just overall, this, the story seems spread too thin for what it wants to do, especially all taking jumps in time progression and just not like, you know, lacking and showing the overall world. It's just, it's, it's becoming too little at this point to really care about, but I'm still going to give it a 6.3 out of 10. I'm going to give it what I usually call a kiss it's my grit six, Eric. It's going to catch on. And the reason why it's weird play, you end up, it was delayed, but you have now a bunch of tie-ins. You have an actual tie-in series that's going on. I think All we might be war. dealing with it in a couple of weeks or whatnot. And since that point, I feel, like I, hero there. I feel like I'm getting less story somehow. I feel like I'm more behind as we get more of these other extra things thrown in. And don't forget, next week we get to cease coming back. Yeah, so we have that. We'll see Superman. It seems like what we've been bitching and moaning about this whole and time is what happened to, to the deal. Yeah, so, uh, but I'm a six out of 10 for this. And I, again, I said at the end, the situations and the teams are set up that, yeah, you could get right back to it. I need to see more, though. We end up Dick Grayson just hanging in the penthouse. He's just chilling, maxing and relaxing. Sounds amazing. 
I want to I want to sit there and be able to say like, oh, my God, like, again, if I go injustice or even deceased at a point, but deceased is different because the people would just die and whatnot. But like injustice, you have teams, you know, who's there with Superman, you know, who's with Batman. The regime. In this, this, it's kind of still like that gray area of if I said to you, like, (laughs) here's the joke. Hey, Eric, I don't know who are the vampires. You'd be like. Almost everybody. That, that's Jim, all it is. Isn't the vampire's you know I mean? greatest power is the ability to blend in? Uh, not in this world that they, they ended up blocking out the sun and actually rule it. So I don't know. I don't really feel that I have a grip on exactly the whole concept, not the concept, the whole, you know, sides and things like that. But that could change. But we're going to go to the next book, the last book of the night. And it's a finale. It's a fin. Right. It's a fin. Oh, my God. Fin, indeed. What is it, Eric? Batman Killing Time number six, written by Tom King with art by David Marquez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Clayton Cowles. And you're right, Jim. It is the end. It's the end of us killing our time with this series because, man, that's all. That's all Tom King is doing with this. It's he right wasted there in the title. Time. He duped, duped us all. It's just the series is killing time to wait for nothing. Like you know, like you could be reading something better at this point in time than Killing Time because the great heist of Catwoman and Riddler and fucking Clock King to dupe the Penguin and get the Eye of Christ. It's all just a nonsense of just jumping back and forth through time and different places and ultimately doing nothing. Because even the Riddler, by the end of this, will just tell you riddle after riddle, little like things about how everything means nothing exactly. And I'm telling you, the Riddler is just summing up the entire series. What's this all about? Nothing. Nothing. It's about nothing. And we talk about this a lot with the idea of Tom King that he'll go through 12 issues a lot of times. And then at the end, you find out you get an ambiguous ending that actually takes away everything else you read to just get nonsense. This actually feels like Tom King was writing this to make fun of all of us, that anybody who bought that, he's laughing. He's laughing at you that you actually thought something was going on, that you actually might have come up with theories. Me and you have given up on theories because they never come about. In this, you say that the Riddler ends up telling everybody what it's about. I'm more mad about the Clock King who says... Mean, and I think this is Tom King talking about this whole deal. I owe you no explanations. I offer none. I'm like, we just had a book that we got. We got upset at the idea of Constantine, (laughs) and you know, not getting things. But we're through what was supposed to be this mysterious deal. The Eye of Christ. He who holds the Eye of Christ holds the world in their palm. And then it, it, it's nothing. It ends up actually even being a eye and a mask it's that isn't even the eye of Athena. The eye, the eye of the statue of Athena. That's what we had back in time. The whole like you know Greek stuff. But the thing is, it's the fall of Athens, and they're supposed to offer up you know the eye of Athena from the statue for they prayed upon for their god as like you know we surrender. But no, it's the eye off a mask from a play because we're not really going to give up on the eye of Athena. And this went through. The ages and eventually became the eye of Christ because we keep moving our gods. But ultimately, even though everybody believes it has the power, like he who holds the eye holds the world in their hand, but it has no power. It's nothing. It always has been nothing. And it's so by the end of this, it's also nothing. It's what I said before, what it was going to be from the very beginning was going to be nothing, but it would be a status symbol of having it. But you don't even really get that by the end. And really, by the end, Clock King, which we said early, we ended up saying this seems like Clock King is involved what he is doing is passing the time that's all well, the, the, the worst is part doing. is too like clocking's fine you don't get enough clocking especially this freaking uh this version of him tempest fugit uh i think that's how his, his name is but um the idea though he comes off more here instead of like everything has to be down to the second he he can like you know figure out when things are supposed to happen and stuff like that because he is so like you know 
freaking anal with his idea of how time should work and stuff like that. And people's like, you know, methods and their uh, like the ran- not randomness, but how they do stuff. But in this thing, it almost comes off like, I know a month from now, this is going to play out this exact second. Like it almost comes down to like, you know, seeing the future for how it's played out here. To and a it's degree. funny and like, too. It's me. almost like that idea. Like he is so into the time and the clockwork of it that he's able to see the fabric of time and yeah. actually know how pieces fit. The cogs go. And that means that if this guy does that there, they go do that and whatever. But when he does it in this and how Tom King like plays it, like you said. Bureau. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when he does it, though, it's not real clever. It's just him throwing it. But really, by the end of this, again, another Tom King story that ends with a bullshit ending that means nothing. But yet I see all these 10 out of 10s and 9.5s and things like that. Of It really makes you think. And I think one thing, I don't like it. You know, you, it started out with the Catwoman and Penguin betraying the pe- like uh, Catwoman and Riddler betraying the Penguin for this heist. While the Croc gets, you know, his distraction. He's, you know, he Croc is the winner of all this because he just went to Blackie. He just had to fucking sit in a goddamn he's cell all night. Out. Exactly. He's we fine. Should've. I just want to know how the U.S. government got involved in there. One of the, like, you know, steal this eye from these freaking, from these freaking burglars. But then we're also willing to blow up Gotham with some kind of bomb. Yeah, they and and it's like a carpet bag, but it's like in an attache. It doesn't even feel real. Well, it almost felt like a nuke previously until this one's like, okay, the nuke, like the bomb that we have is in an attache case, like almost like you you got the fo- the nuke football, but like one that actually blows up. But the idea, like it goes back to Dark Knight Rises at the end of that when like Batman flies the Batwing out there with the nuclear bomb over the ocean to try to get it far away from the city so it doesn't this destroy everything. This just flies up in the and- air. It feels like that. He has a helicopter with a bomb on it. He just goes higher than jumps out. So it doesn't really feel like this bomb would have done much damage no, at all. No, but the weird play is when they say that right before he does it, Tom King's narration says that if the bomb goes off, it's going to blow up everything in that area and also everything above it as if it was big. But then he just flies up a little bit more and yeah. ends up it blows up and he jumps out, not really knowing how or whatever the fuck that ends up, you know, coming to be or what. And then just throws gas pellets down to knock everybody out. Yeah, they knock him out. And oh my God, all these people, even the idea that all these people died and it was, was nothing. Was 137? Yeah, like our 26, something. But even then, it's like, why did Batman, why did you have it? In the th- I I needed it to be away from me enough, but still enough that I could get it. So I had it. In the I back. don't no, get it. It's nothing, Batman. Just destroy it. Just get rid of it. It was nothing. It was nothing. And, and how did anybody just, find out about Bruce Wayne having this in this freaking safe know. deposit box? And so with all of that, if you did go back to Rachel Ghoul, where you have some, you know, naked sword fighting at the end, is how I saw it's shirtless. You end up where you're doing that, and maybe Batman finds out that he was duped, and that's what set it up, and the reason why everybody else thought it was big was because Batman had it, so it must be big, but you get nothing. You get nothing out of this, except maybe the real shitty progression more of catwoman uh, tom king meow, did he meow, forget meow. what he was doing before he kept saying at points that catwoman was based off his wife is his wife mean to him lately i don't know lately. because selena is awful she was bad in that batman catwoman now in this again it seems like such a regression of what he ended up doing people love tom king's you know bat cat stuff and i guess he's just kind of fought back against and said fuck that i'm going the opposite way because she this feels like, and he said this was in continuity of points, and that it doesn't feel right. Nothing feels right, even with the idea of, yeah, there's Batman, like, behind her, get out of here, Catwoman, you know, and uh, it just, I just don't get it. I just, the whole thing was bullshit. You get Agent Fuck, 
Like that has to be the continuing joke in here. All these people dead to just then have Batman sit with Clock King like, hey, pretty screwed up day, right? Yep. And this almost felt like it was up. trying to be like the end of like, like you know, killing joke. Killing joke, but with yeah, the clock king instead. Like. But like instead of like, you know, when the clock king waxes poetic about something and then Batman just punches him Batman out and like punches him. He gives him the there. elbow down. Yeah. It's killing joke. This is all it was pulp fiction at one point. Now it's the killing then Selena joke. Selena gets put back into a padded cell where she's just there, meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 It's a fucking meow mix song going. I mean, really, that that's all it is. <laughs> really. Nothing really plays in it. It's one of those where, again, where people said, oh, my God, his Batman run was so great because at the end he really connected the dots with the Banes. No, no. no he yeah. made shit up and it didn't connect. This felt like he was trying to make it so that you would have. And, and it really a story like this would be Clock King at the end saying to us after six issues saying, you know what? All this felt like a bunch of bullshit to you. But wait, I'm the Clock King. I go with the, I'm going to show you exactly how it worked out and how I was a genius. He just explains shit and it doesn't really make sense. Even the last page of this that takes place before a lot of the issues, like, you know, some of the stuff, even where Clocking's taken down, where Clocking is freaking like flying to Greece with the Eye of Athena statue, whatever, the Eye of Christ in his hand. And he's talking to the steward. It's like, hey, what's that little thing you got there? This, it's nothing, just something to help pass the time. That is the way you end it without continuing on Batman, you know, knocking everybody out and doing all this weird stuff. This is the perfect way to end it without all that other bullshit where it's just the clock and getting the best better of everybody else because of he's just passing the time. When you add all this other nonsense talking about how this absolutely means nothing and like there even the idea of betraying the penguin that's always been the plan but why because the penguin was the one putting this whole thing together you then went to clocking with the plan but like y'all would have been paid if you just stuck with the penguin and what you wanted to do with this whole eye of Christ even if you first it doesn't make sense you knew about it in the freaking safety deposit box to begin with. Yeah, and and even then, like again, this is all we're gonna we're just gonna go through and, and talk about a couple of things. But even when you end up where Vera Angleton examine, she goes to a you know pawn shop, and this is eight months later, and says, "Hey, what's this thing? This ball here?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know what it is, but I paid a ton of money." You're a pawn Why? shop. Why? Why would you have paid a ton of money? He goes, "I paid a ton of money because it could be something, but it might not be." I just got it, but you got to pay the money. So I'm like, that doesn't make any damn sense. It makes no sense at Freaking all. Freaking Nat is a dummy. <laughs> Nat Yellen is a dummy. He's like, I don't know what happened. I got this eye on this fucking kite. Like, from I, this I see a Nintendo uh, Switch in the background. Paid $900 for this because I was told it was one of a kind. I won't take a cent less. <laughs> the people that we worked with, the idea of the PS3 or whatever, I sent it to there and they wanted more money and then i said it there oh my goodness gracious eric but yeah none of this makes sense and why even have that scene what does it mean or matter the only good part of this is and when batman goes down everybody's knocked out so they can't keep killing each other but the damage is done that the help he just gets away at, at wherever and clock king gets on the motorbike he's going around but the big deal is that Riddler shoots Agent Fuck. Right, the thing is, check this out. I just, for some reason, when he said the name, for I didn't even bother looking at the name when I was reading it before. The idea of Beryl Ang- Angleton examines the prize in Nat Yellen's pawn shop. That's Killer Croc's girlfriend. Yeah, that's so Killer she could, Croc's girlfriend. I didn't even think about the idea, but now, so the help didn't kill her. And I'm like, so did she then spend the money that Croc gave her to go buy the eye back? But for no reason, because it's nothing. But also, I love where he puts in the script and Croc. It's not C-R-O-C, it's with a K, because it is a crock of shit. And so, yeah, she just wants to get that eye back. Well, then you end up... But she doesn't even know about it. 
I know. I, I don't even. This know, is but just something that she walks. Does. In, she walks in and says, "Ooh, this is a weird treasure. I got a bunch of money out of nowhere. A treasure. It's an eye. You don't even know that, what it is. It's a stone eye out of a mask that meant nothing. Who cares about price? I got plenty of money, Mister Pawn Shop Owner, and I like it. It's pretty. It's like it's it's a black. It's a black eye. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. I'll take I'll give it. Give you a black eye. But oh, yeah. God. So with that, then, like I said, then you end up having Riddler. Who he's, you know, talking penguin, but then there's Agent Fuck. He's going to kill her. He shoots her in the back of the head. She doesn't die. So she's in rehab. She's cursing it up. And the people at the hospital call her Agent Fuck. All she could, she could say is curse That's words. What she said before. So you get that. Then what happens? Then Batman knocks out Penguin. You end up having nonsense going on. And then at the end, the collecting says, eh, just passing I'm the telling time. you, the best part of this whole thing, though, is after this is all said and done and the plan all goes to shit, Riddler and Selena try to get back together to talk about this because Selena did betray Riddler. So they're trying to, like, you know, they're on air a little bit about the idea of, like, getting back together, like, who betrayed who and stuff like that. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because the Riddler, knowing he's going to have this freaking, like, you know, interaction with Selena, he leaves clues to Batman to fuck them both over because that's who he is. And I'm like, that, that is, is the funny. best part of the book. And the funny play is when Selena goes, you left that thing clues for him to find. That was good. Absolutely. Real easy ones, too. Like, what has two ears a tail and shouldn't have kicked me in the fucking head? <laughs> good for you, Edward. That, well, the thing is, that was that recurring joke, or at least it's the tie-in joke from before. Of, hey, you better not be playing these riddles, whatever. That's fine. But everything else is bullshit. This is a book that you ended up wasting six issues to tell no story at all. And the help just fucked off and retired. The help just, he went off and retired because he's better. You have Rachel Ghoul. He was always better, but. But that's why he's not the heir, because he can retire. He's not a crazy-ass bitch like you, Batman. He wants to retire, Even so that's the idea why. of Batman talking about the Eye of Christ with Ra's al Ghul with their background, like, okay, let's spar and just have friendly talk right now. I'm like, really? <laughs> Fan service, the sparring again. And even then, it's like, please, give the help a fucking break. The guy's like 110. And the help, let you him nothing retire. about him. He just showed up and was better than Batman. They teamed up, and now he's gone. I think at one point he said he was like 90. The guy deserves to fucking retire. And, and so, yeah, he's like, you ain't crazy like you. He doesn't have the mission. I'm like, all right, so we did nothing there. Let's go off. Oh, there's Selena. Meow, 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 meow. Like she's fucking insane now. Just because now she's in Arkham? What, what the fuck? And you see well, a Batman shadow? I saw shadow? in that Flashpoint Beyond news thing that Arkham makes you worse. So maybe he's well, right. Well, it's true. But yeah, and then you end up with the Riddler just telling the... Cl- this isn't a made-up riddle or whatever. This is the deal. This is an old-time riddle that is, I heard in like third grade, like, what do what does a rich man, uh, you know, need or not have, but a poor man needs? It's nothing. It's the, the whole deal, and that's what it ends up being. Basically, he has to riddle me this. This book was bullshit. Nothing. There you go. Thanks, Riddler. Thanks a lot. And then at the end, it's just the fucking Clock King. Now he has the deal a month no, before. No. Again, this is a out of time kind of like yeah. jumping back and, and again, forth. Again, it's nonsense. jumping. But at this point, he's on a plane he's flying on his way away with it. But yeah. yeah, with that grease deal. But then somehow it ends up in a pawn shop to be bought by Crocs. Girlfriend, gay, fuck you. It, this is bullshit. It's, it's nonsense. I'm sick of this fucking guy. I'm sick of this writing. I'm sick of us having to deal with this shit for six, 12 issues and get nothing out of it but frustration and anger. And now I think in like two weeks, or at least it's a one shot, but we have another book with him and Mitch Garage with his fucking beard that they end up where it's that Riddler one shot, one bad day. Really? I have one bad issue after another, after another. Everything that this guy writes is infuriating. 
And then you see it's like, oh, no, you're just not smart enough. Maybe I'm not. True. But who's the dummy buying this shit? But what would you get? I would end up giving this a 5.5 out of 10. I think the art's still really stellar throughout this entire thing. Fuck While the story you. does not really hit with me at all. I'm telling you, the stuff with Riddler still makes me laugh. He is the shit, like, he is the rising star out of this. Like, the, how funny he is and always just dicking himself and everybody over by leaving these clues. It makes me laugh each and every time. And finally, it was done well in this series overall. And I, do I don't really even think like it was. Last, it was done well page. in the first and last issue. In between, and it was done well in this, this issue. Yeah, I'm saying the first and last. I'm yeah. saying it never was in the middle. He just well, ended up in the middle kind of that I know going. I enjoyed. Yeah, I didn't. I but didn't that last page, you. I really enjoyed this. I just wish it would have been the final thing that we saw with the clocking overall. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't enjoy it because basically, again, it's, this meant nothing. All this shit. And I mean, the idea that Batman sits there and was kind of involved with over 100 people dying because of what he did and how he put away this stupid eye. I just don't get it. I don't get why you do this. I don't well, get I don't why. Well, I don't blame Batman for people stealing from him. Well, I mean, he ended up having that in a way that he kept it somewhere where somebody could just grab it, where they thought it was more than it was. He should know that it's nothing. How did the government ever come sure up with the that. idea? How did the government come up? Well, what does he think it the is the government then? didn't know either. Well, I'm saying Batman should be smarter than that. He should Been have realized the idea where somebody handed him something and said, it's I, no, it's a fucking, you know, a, a thing. He would maybe be able to realize, no, this is from some mask. I, I don't know. But the government didn't want Russia to get it. Nothing made sense. It was just to elevate it to make you think it was something to have it be nothing. And it just was bullshit. But. At the end, I give it a fucky five. I, I just kind of, if I was giving it a regular, I'm a 3.5 because while I was reading it, I said this last issue, the way it's overwritten at points, even at a point, the phone's going to ring. Ring. I mean, it, it ends up doing oh, the thing that, that he that always drove does. Me nuts, the idea, like, he keeps and then doing I picked that. up the phone and the, the, pay, the panel was just, you know, clocking, picking up the phone. And, like, and then I responded to this person and I'm like, why are you wasting page space? And Why? Like, you're, you're doing a narration of what we're seeing, and it drives me nuts. And again, like you said, the art, you know, David Marquez, great artist, but you waste them at points where there's a panel of just bats one. Then there's like you a, do this a in a human target as well, where it's yeah, just like narrating exactly what he does. I'm like, why are exactly. you doing this? It's you're trying to be this thing. horrible detective. What you're doing is being annoying instead, and it doesn't even follow the noir style that you're trying to do because you don't get to see that when you're reading. Like, if you're going to narrate something, that's because we're reading it. We don't, don't, don't do it we're seeing it and the weird play is there's tom king of people will and yeah much to my chagrin people will look back and say that he's one of the better writers of this time maybe he won't be looked back as fondly as some people think maybe he'll be looked at better than i think but when you have this he is a guy who keeps getting caught in his own little tropes at one point it was repeating dialogue bat bat cat cat you'd have all this stuff going on then it was nursery rhymes and songs. Then now it's this out of time. Now he always comes up with the next fucking thing to go for the next three books or so that drives me insane. And it's like always like these new tropes. Like, what is he going to do now? What the fuck is he going to do next? And this time jumping did nothing for the story again. And it just ended up being nothing. That does anyway. feel like it's going to be the next trip going forward, though. Yeah. Well, he did because there's this, and we had time jumping around in the back. Oh, cat. you're right. Yeah. You know, we already the we already did timelines. that before that. Now, and that kind of carried over the deal of the nursery rhymes, Christmas carols that he had done at one point. It just ends up, and he well, ends up. Like I remember, that. It's just the idea that most of his narration is stuff that's written by other people that he yeah, has spread even, throughout. Yeah, even he even had this in the play and stuff. So me and you, when we had that detective with Ram V, were like, "What the fuck is he doing now?" Uh, but 
he ended up when he was doing the back pad, I think it was that where he said, listen, I'm not going to do that. People, uh, you know, complain that cat, cat, bat. So he didn't. But then he does this other bullshit. I mean, the guy doesn't seem like he has a story to tell. Everyone seems the same in ways. And then at the end, they mean nothing. They end up meaning nothing. And you wasted time. At least this was six issues. You didn't waste a whole fucking year on this shit. Because usually it's 12. And that's nonsense. There's a reason why now the guy doesn't write an ongoing book. Because he can't even tell a story within these parameters that he's given anyway. So fuck it. I I can't stand his writing. I can't stand it. He gets great artists. That's the only thing that saves his ass now for me. And even that won't save me because I'm more of a story guy. But bullshit. I'm sick of it. I'm just so sick. I've heard this. Okay, well, we're done then. We heard everything. (laughs) What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth number three. Mine is, well, they heard this. Mine is actually a tie. It is the uh, new champion of Shazam, also the Dark Crisis. I gave both an 8.5. Yeah, and I really like that. And everybody should check out that uh, Mary Marvel book where I did see some people, again, there was like a a user review, something along the lines of the like, this is ridiculous. This is telling the origins that we don't know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, it was a weird review. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're telling us the origins we don't know about yeah, Hoppy the Marvel and I, Bunny. And I, was, I actually was trying, and then actually was like, yeah, they fight some bad guys that we don't know. And also there's a talking rabbit. I'm like, you don't really know what's going on. And I tried to like kind of steer them and they didn't want to listen to me. They said it was bullshit, Eric, but I liked it. But here are the books for next week. Uh, two of these will be picked by the badasses that get first crew. If you want to be involved with that and even being involved in listening to the Spotlight episode that is exclusive to the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash weirdscience. One of the things to point out at the end of this month, we have an annuals week. That is always where we have all of the shows on the Patreon so that we, we don't have a regular show. If you want to listen to that, you go to Patreon. But why not jump on now, eh? Why not jump on now for such great things as two of these books? Batgirl's number nine. We'll see how that is. We'll see what's going down. You have a lot of weird things going on in that book. We still have to get back to that. Are we setting up a new thing in that now? I think the serial killer has to be the next deal. Because because we put a stop to the the seer by letting her completely go free for no reason. But now we're moving on, right? The saints are done. The seer's done. And we can move on to do something else. And didn't I, I I told you at one point. I believe that Maps is going to be in the Batgirls book to help solve the serial killer thing, and it didn't That's seem fine. right. It didn't. I don't. I think they're going to ruin her. Uh, they don't write very well, Clone Red, but we'll see. Maybe every issue is another chance to wow us. We have Dark Crisis Worlds without a justly Green Lantern. Number Check out one. that John Stewart Earth. Hopefully oh it makes God. more sense than that Superman Earth. Will it make sense if all of a sudden in that world you have the Hal Jordan? We connect some things in there? I don't Hopefully. know. I don't know. Probably but it that, won't, but I, like, you know, we'll get an idea of what that sector world looks like. Because we know there's that, you know, Natasha Iron Steel. We have Jason uh, uh, J- Jason Todd and we have Kyle Rayner who are part of this like small little core of John Stewart's inside of his yeah, dream we'll world. we'll see if that's the deal in it. I think it's Philip Kennedy Johnson writing, so hopefully that's good. We get Deceased coming back. Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number I one. I don't know if I, I guess, is it, would this be Deceased 3 if you went numbering or 2? or I'd say I'd 4. Wonder, 
Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I still consider Unkillables deal, too. Yeah, but that kind of seemed like a side. Like, I wonder why they don't go with a big like that sort of deal because I think people, oh, deceased worthy undead gods. What's that? A tie into something or whatnot? I'm not reading that. The answer is yes. Yeah, it seems weird. Like maybe you should have spelled it out better. Harley Quinn number nineteen. Very weekly, Eric. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Space I'll just tell you that the preview for it, everybody can check out the preview already on some sites here. I swear to God, they don't even mention that fucking missile that was about to hit them. I don't know what's going on because you don't see that. Some reason I wanted to call it torpedo. Does it yeah, make sense well, it would be a missile or a torpedo a in space? It's a space torpedo, uh, but at the beginning, at least, what you think. Because they're going to fire on a ship. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes, though. It's a weird place. Sometimes these uh, previews are the first couple pages, but sometimes they get wacky and show you later. Right. So maybe maybe we'll see something, but it didn't seem it. I Am Batman number 12, a book that we, we've we been liking, but uh, it's sad because it but does now it's look like it's more going. into Gotham stuff. Sorry, the last thing we saw with that was Renee Montoya showing up to New York City, dressing up as the question saying, who really killed Anarchy? A thought that I never thought we'd get back to and I didn't want to get back to. Now, with all that... I was just happy up, Anarchy died. We ended up having that. She comes in. Hey, are you going to apply for the commissioner of the New Yorks? Eh, we'll see. Whatever. I just want to be the question and talk to I am Batman, Jace Fox. But right after we did that issue, that weekend and next weekend, they did announce the idea that there's going to be a Renee Montoya GCPD commissioner book. Yeah. I swear that that's all that was, is we're now going to get this leading towards that. The idea of anarchy will end up, in my mind, showing that there's more corruption, and she'll have to get to the bottom of it. But really, GCPD. Well, that's the idea, because we corrupt. just had that random kid who was put up, like, you know, killed anarchy because he heard this freaking podcast that was made by the seer and got yeah. everybody's freaking, like, dander all up about it. So, like, but who really dander. killed him? Like, I'm going to say it was Seer. Did we get back to Seer and I, I don't Batman? know. I'm going to say that it was actually somebody on the force, Eric. It was Sergeant Shea. Because I'm trying to remember, because didn't that kid then get killed, though, because Luke's, I mean, because uh, um, Jace's mother, Tanya, was going to be, like, representing her, him, like, you know, in his case. And was he in, yeah, again, I think all of this, everything you're saying is going to lead to, oh, my God, somebody on the GCPD corruption. Renee Montoya comes in to clean things up is what that it wasn't that no good kid that was put to, up to it by the seers it was the gcpds themselves this is my renee montoya voice that's why they rubbed him out and i think that it's like renee montoya and the GCP, what something uh, they rubbed him out eric but it's Gross. like something like the thin blue line it's called and people were losing their minds like how could you have a book about police at this time i'm like every book that we deal with usually has a little bit of the jesus comic book world come on you end up where you also have Naomi season two, number six. This is going to be my fun. Let's see analogy. what ends up worse, Naomi or the fucking killing time. We'll see. We also Nubia Queen well, of the Amazon. Like Naomi's Jim? Well, it really hasn't done much. I will have to see. Maybe it'll we'll love it. Why the fuck are people shooting fireworks right now, Eric? At this time of year, it's driving me because nuts. Because in Quaker Town, from July fourth until. September 15th, everybody always shoots fireworks every day. Yeah, really? I-, I thought that every time it's like 420 in this fucking state. This Nobody city. does 420. Like, we smoke pot during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all they do in Quicker County. Naomi season two six. Uh, we'll see if that wraps up. And if it does, maybe. I- I- Bendis is really good at the, like, to be continued. <laughs> like, fuck, Question get out of here. Like, do you or never consider? the end. I- right now, Bendis has two books. That are coming out next week he'll end 
then nobody's Naomi. reading. It's weird. And, and now, do you kind of get that idea that you don't even think of him as even being, you know, high, with DC right now? Like all the talk that we have of everything coming up. What are you and talking about? Crisis, We've talked whatever. about his books for months. I still think the guy left DC two years ago. That's what I'm saying. Man. It feels like he's left a long time ago, and this is just the residuals. Like James Tynan works for DC more at this point than Bendis. Nonsense. Newbie, a queen of the Amazons. Speaking of working, that ain't working for me, Eric. We better get some more than well, just you only have the two issues act. left. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Superman, Son of Kal El, number 14, Gossamer. We'll, we'll see her. Gossamer. Now, then we have Wonder Woman 790 in that. Uh, I think might end. Hopefully. Actually, the whole thing with Cisco because and stuff. That, uh, that uh, issue's cover has Wonder Woman's boot on top of Dr. Psycho's head, so hopefully that does mean the end. Yeah, and that's like a. The heck, it was a classic cover that they're aping on mm-hmm. that as well. So, yeah, we'll see all that. But two of those will be on the spotlight, as we say. But with all of that, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Again, go to the Twitters at Weird. What is it? I, I, we have so many. It's Weird, weird Science DC, not Weird Manga, Eric. And also our that. website at would. Weird. Well, you wouldn't. I would, but that's our other one, and we also have a Marvel one. But we also have our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and then go, as we said, the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Get a bunch of exclusive shows and whatnot. But that's it. What do we say at the end of the show? Everyone have a great week. Get weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. <laughs> Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.